You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This is episode number 109. We're discussing New York Toy Fair. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Troy the Boy. And I'm Sanjay. <laughs> I love that, man. <laughs> Gives me all the warm and fuzzies inside. Thanks. I really appreciate it. I only say that just for you, Tim. I appreciate that. <laughs> that should be my ringtone whenever I call you. It should be. We're going to record it. I'm going to put this. Actually, we've got to record it already. Yeah, exactly. About 109 <laughs> times. Yeah, I give you props on that note that you hit. Because yeah. I just tried doing that before. It's a hard note to hit, man. <laughs> what you got to do is squeeze your testicles before you say it. <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome to the table. We've got one hell of an episode. There's a lot to get through. We've got New York Toy Fair. We've got a ton of listener questions to get through here. We've got to discuss a lot about Black Panther and this box office run it's having. DC is rolling out a ton of news. And, of course... Marvel Comics is rebooting once again. This is all the news we are going to get into. But right off the top here, guys, we have to discuss in a little bit of detail our boy Kevin Smith. Unfortunately, he suffered what he called a massive heart attack over the weekend. He looks to be doing much better. He's alive. He's above ground, as he said in his (laughs) tweet. But from all of us here at the Nerd Room, we want to give our well wishes, our thoughts to Kevin Smith. And hoping for a speedy recovery. Do you guys got any thoughts you want to share on Kevin Smith? Uh, yeah, I'll go. When we did that uh, favorite directors list, the podcast episode not that long ago, he made my list and he's in my top six at my uh, personal blockbuster at home. So he's very influential for me. Um, in fact, it was listening through his Fat Man on Batman podcast that I kind of was thinking about more and more seriously about doing this podcast and um you know me and you got talking when we were going to a comic shop but like that wasn't even a thought in my head until like i started listening to that i'm like man that's not like he did such a good job i was like that sounds like such a fun time so he's kind of like the uh the godfather of this podcast well he seeded that idea and yeah. that's it's an idea that's unfamiliar within this commonwealth i was listening to mark over at tsw and he had the exact same thoughts is that kevin smith was the one that seeded the idea as mark put it to do something creative with his life and that's why he did talkstars.co.uk. That's why he did hindsight. That's why he's doing podcasting. So the influence is it's mutual across there. And yeah, without Kevin Smith, there'd be no nerd room. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's crazy, man. I'm just so uh so happy and grateful that we start off this podcast and we're not giving out an RIP. Like yeah. thank yeah. goodness that you know he made it, he pulled through, and like you said, he's above ground. And um man, uh, you know, just get better soon and um our thoughts are all with you. Yeah, you're going to have to do a little bit of Kevin Smith watching this weekend. Yeah, throw, I just watched Clerks yesterday. Um, what are your guys' give me a favorite Kevin Smith movie here? Ooh, you know, I, I, I do like Clerks. It's he His more recent films have been not particularly to my taste. <laughs> it's more of his older stuff. I, you mm-hmm. know, Jersey Girls, great. And, right. Um, what's the one where they're uh, mall rats? I love mall rats. Such yeah, a good movie. Fantastic stuff. I love that there's all that interplay, too. That, mm-hmm. you know, like, I like when Affleck and Matt Damon look at the screen. I can't remember what film it's in. It said, when you owe your friend a cameo. These type, I, yeah. I, I just like that <laughs> that feeling that, that Kevin Smith, the, the writer, the director, and the actor, 
have had a lot of influence within Hollywood, you know, yeah. in that circle and even beyond just podcasting, right? All his, his films and what he's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's a great guy. I, inspirational. I, you know, he's even funny in, um, what do you call it? What's that? The movie with Bruce Willis. Oh, Die Hard? Die Hard 4 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he's funny. He's got like the nerd den and all that. <laughs> well, he's just such a nerd guru, right? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Um, I, I can't necessarily prick out a movie, but I love what he's done even on The Flash. Like he's wrote, mm-hmm. wrote I think he's directed some episodes. Absolutely. On uh, season two or season three. So um, that's that's what I like the most of his. I, nice. I love that stuff, man. Well, yeah. as, a, as a director, as someone of influence in Hollywood and that, I find that he's been at the forefront of making nerd cool. Yeah, absolutely. Like over the last decade or so, this kind of transformation of fandom, of all nerddom, yeah. into something that's now so prevalent in today's society and so well accepted. Yeah. Like you go back 15, 20 years ago, people talking about comics wasn't an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's all over the place. It's saturated yeah. life, it seems, like beyond just us. Yeah. Like people are asking about different stuff, so he seems to have always been a big advocate for nerd and for bringing that to a much wider audience. So right, a pioneer yeah. for sure. Yeah. The only bad thing is he is an Oilers fan, so I do <laughs> overlook that though. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin Smith, all our thoughts here at the Nerd Room yep. are with you. Get well soon. Mm-hmm. And with that, guys, we gotta talk a little bit about our week in nerd. How's comics and collecting been for you guys? Well, this is great, man. You know, um, for collecting, I uh, picked up a couple of comic books. Um, I'm doing the Spider-Man 3 or Spider-Man 2 book, issue 3 and 4 right now. It's kind of cool. They're bringing back uh, the Ultimate Universe. It seems like they're hinting towards that, <laughs> which is kind of neat. And um, other than that, I picked up Avengers. The uh, No Surrender stuff? No, I'm, I'm, I'm 673, so I'm close. Okay. Yeah, 673, so I'm close to that. But I do have those ones, just haven't read it. And um, as well, I'm just, you know, sitting back and watching uh, Black Panther, man. Then that <laughs> how money many up. How many times have you seen it so I've far? I've only seen it twice. Guys, see it again. You guys? Well, you need I'm to like, once, you need once. to promote it because you have it in the box office fantasy and it's not doing so Do well. I, I don't know if I really need to promote it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a lesser an indie film that no one has really heard of, you know? I, I feel yeah. like it's probably doing all right. I think it's doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sanjay, what's your week look like? Well, I picked up Coco Steelbook. Yes. Troy, you said it was a good movie. Awesome movie. Did you see it yet? I haven't seen it yet. I just picked it up yesterday. I actually got it a day early, so that's nice. pretty nice. Very nice. Yeah, um, besides that, comics, I'm really looking forward to the new Mira um, miniseries. Um, the wife of Aquaman finally gets her first book, and right in time before the Aquaman movie drops. Yeah, it so. seems well-timed. <laughs> yeah, it's just a coincidence, I think. I don't think there was any planning at all that went into that. None whatsoever. Oh, no, if Aquaman wasn't coming out this year, she definitely would have got her own book. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so that comes out, and... We're inching closer to Action Comics 1000. Oh, yeah. 998 comes out tomo- uh, tomorrow. Oh, The I'm red excited. tights are coming. The red tights are coming. <laughs> <laughs> nice callback to one of the best movies of all time. Yeah, I, I try. <laughs> Do I need to read the build into 1000 or can I just read 1000? I think it'll just be a standalone. Yeah. I, I think DC hopefully recognizes that this is going to be a landmark issue where Marvel fans, DC fans, Image fans, they're all going to get together and celebrate the world's first superhero well I, I think it's kind of like a soft reboot in a way too isn't it because action comics will continue but then um superman will go back to number one with um bendis writing it oh interesting that's what i believe is happening with it so some titles are being rebooted in the dc universe or not rebooted but relaunched retitled yeah. okay bendis yeah, yeah, yeah that's go. right yeah. 
Uh, we'll have to see. We, we are going to talk about a little bit bigger of a reboot when it comes to Marvel in a <laughs> little bit. <laughs> but my week in comics has been very Star Wars shaped. I got into Darth Vader number 11. Oh, man. This this book continues to deliver. I discussed in a great amount of detail with Mark and Rob over at TSW Comics. That episode actually drops this Thursday in parallel with the Nerd Room episode here. And also got into Thrawn. This is the adaptation of Timothy Zahn's first Thrawn book in the new canon. And I'm really, really liking this. It's a, it's a great book. I'm about halfway, three-quarters of the way through it. This is a direct adaptation of that, giving a bit of imagery and visualization to that book. Uh, I did the audio book, which is it's, I'd highly recommend it. But if you don't have the time to commit 18 hours for listening to an audio book, this six-issue miniseries seems like it's going to be a great way to consume that story and get a bit more of that fix of Thrawn before the end of Rebels here. Yeah, that's dope. Like I'm looking at this cover of... Uh... Darth Vader and man. Yeah. That looks so cool. I can't wait to get my hands and get caught up on Vader. But the Thrawn, actually, you know, I walked by it when I picked up uh, Spider-Man. I was thinking about getting this, and I want to ask you, so this is the Thrawn new canon book one. Yeah, it's right. it's like the first Timothy Zahn book. Right. This, they're cutting it into six-issue miniseries Sick. here yeah. over the next couple months, I would presume. And it's telling that story. So it's at least the parts, or at least three-quarters of the book that I've listened to, this first part of it here is it's pretty good. The adaptation is spot on. You know, it's missing a few things. There's yeah. you don't get the inner monologue of Thrawn, which is a pretty cool thing you get from the novelization. Right. But this here, it's the art's great, the story's good, and I have a feeling I'm going to probably finish this miniseries before I finish the book. <laughs> nice. Well, yes, yeah, that's the thing. So I don't have the time to read the book, and I was going to get it. But now that it's in comic book form, I'm definitely just going to pick that up. And, um, and Thrawn's rocking like some long hair. Yeah, this long is Long hair don't care. So, <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait to check this out. So Thrawn's never been in the movie? No. Okay. So Thrawn is a, is a character from the 90s. He was that, I think, 91. Timothy Zahn, the same guy that's writing him right now. Not in comic book, but in the novelization. He was the basically the big bad coming out of Return of the Jedi. So following up from the original trilogy, they had this whole extended universe, and Thrawn was the man coming out of that. And it's a fantastic run of books. It's one of the few Legends books I actually own and have read multiple times. Wow. Yeah, so it's great to see them kind of pulling him back into canon, retelling his origin story. We've got a lot of them in Rebels, and I'm hoping that we get to see him a little beyond that. I'm not sure. I'm not caught up on Rebels. Yeah. So we're going to say spoiler free on that for yeah. a little bit. But I've, I've heard it's incredible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like this approach that they're going to do. If they can do more novelizations but bring them back down to a comic book form, I agree. I'm down, especially because if you get more people towards um, Lords of the Sith yeah. doing a comic book form, like an eight-part miniseries, man, give that to like the audience because that book is so great. But to see it in a comic book form, oh, That'd be incredible. I'm hoping this is like a testing ground yes. for this because I'd love to see even Lost Stars. Oh my God. Well, actually, I think they're doing that, they, but it's, it's a manga. Yeah, it's a manga Japanese yeah. thing. Yeah. They did, um, there's another one. They did Lost Stars and I believe there's another, another one that they've taken from a novel and transformed it into okay. a manga style comic book. Yeah. You are right. So you get a face for like uh, Thane. And... Thane, yeah. Because there's a few images of um, Sienna Ree and yes. Thane in that and that's where it comes from. It that's comes cool. from that adaptation. Yeah. What nice. they should do is what DC does with their animated movies where they just give you like one-offs. You should make like some Star Wars stories into like one-off, like hour and a half movies animated. Boom. There's a billion dollar idea right there. So can... make them into an animated film? Yeah. Like the novelizations, like taking oh, like Lost yeah. Stars and animating it. You know, I'm, I'm not opposed to that. That's, that's like interesting. Some, th some things probably don't... Well, I, that's a th I think that was thrown out there. Like, could they do something like this on um, the streaming service? 
is yeah, adapt them into a made-for-TV film. Yeah, you know, something with Lost Stars, I think you could, because yeah. it's like kind of like a, a young teen yeah. kind of read, but something like Lords of the Sith or even Bloodlines, I yeah. think that's pretty mature. You you couldn't really do that. No, and even Thrawn is probably too dense okay. to get the whole story in there. Like, you're probably going to miss quite a bit, and it might be just more on the details end of it here in the comic book. Yeah. But I'm down for expanding that, because... I'm so far behind in my canon novel reading right, or listening. I'm never going to catch up. This is a way I can catch up with a lot of the storytelling. Yeah. And they look so good in trade too. Yeah. It's all <laughs> like awesome. <laughs> awesome stuff. Well, it sounds like we've all had a great week in reading comic books. Collecting is something that we're going to focus a little bit more on as we get to the back half of the episode talking about New York Twyfer. My wallet is going to get very, very thin <laughs> with what was announced at New York Toy Fair. And even so, I, I said I pulled back from the Legends. I'm going head first back into them. Just head first, <laughs> barreling for all the Legends that they announced. But we're going to get into that a little later on in the episode. What we're going to do right now is get into some listener questions. We've got a huge backlog nice. because of the review episodes that we've done. We just haven't had a chance to get to some of these listener questions. And our dude, Grabs Granite, is back at it again. He needs his own theme song. He does. I'm thinking yeah. about, I'm thinking about a section it. here. Yeah. I'm going to throw this out here for Grabs to kind of chew on a little bit. It's like grabbing you in? Yeah, well, that I'm, I was thinking about stuff like that. How sure. can we theme this? If if you want to become a bigger part of the show, Grabs, because you, you've been a great part over the last couple of months here, and we've really enjoyed getting your questions. If you maybe want to do something like a bi-weekly segment or something where Ooh. you throw some questions at wow. us, we're down for that. Yeah, challenge the room. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So chew on that a little bit, think about it, come back to us maybe in a week or two, whenever you're whenever you're happy to answer and see if you want to become a little bit bigger part of the nerd room. Because we really appreciate your participation here. Yeah, I love interacting with Grabs Man yeah. online. He's he's a great dude. So uh, absolutely, man, I'm looking forward to this question. Yeah, here we go. So this right. one is moral ambiguity. I'm hoping we haven't done this one because we've done both ends of the spectrum. We've done the light side. We've done the dark side. Now it's the middle. Now we're in the middle. Yeah. I, I'm like 90% sure we haven't talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we're not repeating ourselves. And if we are, I guess we're there. But here we go from Grabs Granite. You've answered my question from both ends of the spectrums. Heroes and villains are generally pretty easy to recognize. But what about the other ones? The anti-heroes. The main theme behind characters is doing the wrong things for the right reasons. Who are some of your favorite anti-heroes and what makes them interesting? Are there motivations for anti-heroes other than having other than revenge for past injustices? Has there been a case that you can think of where an anti-hero has seen the error in their ways and turned full hero? Thanks in advance. I'm eagerly awaiting my prize that was promised by you, good sir. <laughs> <laughs> Your prize is a seat at the nerd room table. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I feel like the Price is Right music should be going on right now. Yeah. Like walking down. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> the least excited for a prize. All right, Krabs, that's a great question. And Tim, this is the first time I'm hearing this question. And, and you, you got the show notes. <laughs> I, I read them wrong. Okay, they showed up on my door late. <laughs> my assistant never gave them to me. Ah, I see. The uh, birds are late right now delivering yeah. yeah. But the first thing that popped into my mind, anti-heroes, is the miniseries Watchmen. I feel like everyone in that is really an anti-hero. Yep. There is no real heroes. Even even the heroes have a dark side. Was Owl? Owl was a little dark, I guess. Eh? Owl Man? Was it Owl Man? Uh, Night Owl. Night Owl. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. The One costume the they used in the Justice League for Batman. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he has different goggles. <laughs> an owl and a bat are not the same thing. True. True. <laughs> like Rorschach is an anti hero. Oh, Absolutely. For sure. Rorschach. Even um, Dr. Manhattan. Uh, Dr. Manhattan 
um, Ozymandias, mm-hmm. you know, he's kills billions of millions of people, is but he, he the, saves the day. Like the villain, like the in the film. My my reference. Yeah. I have read the books, but yeah, he I uh, yeah he would be considered the villain. Oh yeah, he's the yeah, villain. Absolutely. But his motives were interesting too. Right, like yeah. his his motives were to save the world. Yeah. So in his mind, killing a million to save a billion justified it. Well, that that goes back to our good villain discussion, yeah, right? Absolutely, he Killmonger. thinks he's right. Exactly. Yeah, the yeah, the best That's comedian. Right. He saw the error of his ways at the end of his rope when he was gonna get killed. He realized that uh, his anti or his like villainous ways were no good. Yeah, he repents at the end, but. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's what popped into my head. I don't know, Grabs. If I mean, you tweeted us that you've picked up a lot of books, which is awesome. Um, I'm gonna, you know, give you a recommend is if you haven't seen the Watchmen movie, watch that or read the book because the, the both... graphic novel is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's I, worth a read. I think most people consider it the greatest comic book ever, and it actually landed on Time's top 500 list of all time books. It's damn near perfect, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good. The film adapts it a little differently. But I like the tweak at the end. Yeah, it's it's, it's really close. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The best. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it's a Snyder film too. So I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have to revisit that after you hear and talk. I like that movie a lot. Yeah. 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 Well, you should yeah. catch the four hour cut. Yeah. <laughs> the Snyder cut. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate Snyder cut. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. You know, I'm going with uh, Wolverine and uh, Red Hood. Those two are probably my top. I mean, you could always say Venom too. Venom's an yeah. easy one. But um, I'll, I'll go with Red Hood. I think he's pretty cool what he's gone through. You know, he's the second boy wonder. He is under Batman's wing. You can see he's kind of a little dark and a little twisted. He gets, spoilers, gets killed, gets comes back through uh, the Lazarus Pit. And he's a lot darker, you know. And he's, he's, he's a villain, actually, when he does come back. And then he kind of goes back to the Batman legacy and goes the Red Hood route. So I really like him. Um, I think there was that movie, too, the animated movie. Very good, yeah. Very good. It's probably one of the best DC animated films. But Absolutely. he um, has a moment with Batman. And he goes, you know, I can understand why you didn't come back and save me after that explosion. But he's like, why is Joker still alive? Like, how did mm-hmm. you not kill him? And I thought that's just a great exchange of words that these two have Very in cool. that film. And, yeah. uh, man, it's it's good. So Red Hood has always been one of my fan favorites. And uh, I'm Wolverine. He's like yeah. the ultimate anti-hero. You know, mm-hmm. he, he took on the Hulk first appearance, obviously. And can't go wrong with logan yeah when i was thinking about this i was wondering if you're gonna say wolverine or not because yeah. he, he walks a finer line than most yes because he goes that he's got that berserker in him but he's always doing the good thing but yeah. maybe not the right way well, yeah because he's the avenger in x-men but he's also like the x-factor is it x-factor yeah, yeah he's been with the x or x-force yeah. where he's a little darker right and he does some things in, in a solo series He's kind of a bad dude, you know, at times. Mm. So he well, walks that fine line. And then they brought him in in the Bendis run in the new Avengers. They brought him into the Avengers for the specific reason that he could do things that other Avengers couldn't or weren't willing to do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so Cap isn't going to go out and kill someone. Yeah. But if someone needs to die, hey, Wolverine, go get him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, which the... was one of the actually brilliant points of X-Men 3 Last Stand. As bad as that film is, they capitalize off of what you just mentioned, that Wolverine is willing to make that step and take out um, Jean Grey. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. He has to make that sacrifice. Yeah. that's why in logan him taking up professor x would have been just the cherry on top of it yeah like the actual get into logan but yeah. he, he does real. take him out oh the, my the God. clone 24 <laughs> get out of here this is the worst <laughs> well, let me just check the oscar list oh best adapted screenplay yeah they only mm. must have watched three quarters of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. made it to the casino I'm sorry. part yeah. i'm sorry i checked out okay we're gonna have a group watch because we didn't see this movie together 
no. when it came out in theaters. So we're gonna have to have a group watch and maybe I'm willing to give it another run. A director's well, commentary. Three times now since last really? time I got nominated. My wife and I watched it. She thought it was okay. I still feel the same way. I wow. strongly yeah. dislike the direction of yeah. X24. Wow. Yeah. I think we need to have a poll because our listeners are never wrong. It's true. Yeah. We should get get the listeners in on this. Yeah. Right, I'll throw a poll out on Twitter. Right. You can Was only wear so costumes, good. though, if you lose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, there's no costume. I don't want to be dressing up like Wolverine now. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're going to talk about that, because one of the questions is in direct reference to that, Sanjay. Okay. Good, good. But the low-hanging fruit on this one is, of course, Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah very low-hanging fruit yeah. there. But I'd say one of my favorite anti-heroes is Winter Soldier. Boom, oh I like that. yeah, good call. Yeah, good nice. call. Both in the film and in the comic book. Starting with the comic book end of things, he was a villain. He, you know, he in the films he was brainwashed and all that. But he he started off as a Hydra agent for for decades, for you know, the better part of 40, 50 years. Yeah. And then he comes back and he slowly turned into a hero. But he still walks that fine line. He's the man on the wall a little bit there, yeah, taking over yeah. from Nick Fury. And Thunderbolts now too. I think. Yeah, Thunderbolts, yeah. which is again is kind of an anti-hero exactly. group within Marvel Comics. Yeah. And when you look at the films now, we're going to see his transition from probably what you consider anti-hero in Civil War yeah. to full-blown hero in Infinity War. Yeah. So I that's a, that's a great transition watching this character in the films at least go from Winter Soldier being one of the best villains into somewhat of an anti-hero into a full-fledged hero. So that's that's a good progression at least from the film perspective of going from one end to the complete opposite. Now in the films, at least, his isn't a, a personal recognition of what he's doing is wrong. Is because he is brainwashed. Yeah. But it's kind of cool to see that within within the film universe there, and you see it in the comic books as well. He's like I said, he's always walked. He's always been that kind of Yang to Captain America's Yang. Yeah. You know, he he plays, at least in part, that he has the same ideologies, but he comes at it from a slightly different angle. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's a great question. I, I love talking about. Anti-heroes. That's, I love talking about the spectrum. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That's a cool. I, you know, I, I'll throw in a little honorable mention because if I can always plug it, I will. Uh, Superior Spider-Man or Superior Spider-Man. I'll mm-hmm. always throw that in there. Nice. Doc Ock takes over Spider-Man's body and, and he kills. So uh, go and pick that issue up. For yeah, sure. definitely. All right, nice. grabs. Well, we got one other thing from here is a tweet that actually you had sent up, and it was just a quick update on one of your previous questions about asking for comic books to read. And so you, you tweeted us here, well, slow, I've begun a trek into your recommendations. Batman year run, year one, sorry, <laughs> will arrive on my doorstep Monday. I've also read some Nightcrawler comics I owned. I came to the nerd room for Star Wars and I soon discovered a new interest. Thanks, grabs. This made me so happy. This, this one single tweet laid my whole week up because... This is one of the main reasons that we started the podcast. We three want to talk about comic books and films, and we want to interact, engage, and discuss the same things, our passions, with other awesome people. So this this here, this is a reason why we podcast. I absolutely love this tweet. Thank you so much, Grabs. Appreciate that. Yes, thank you so much. We didn't have to pay you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm super excited too. You're you're jumping into some of these books. Batman Year One. You are going to enjoy that, my friend. Can't go yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, no. read it first and then watch the animated film. Yeah, it's great. And then go watch Batman Begins. Exactly. <laughs> there you oh. go. <laughs> nice progression there. So, <laughs> thank you, Grabs. Appreciate that. 
Next question here. Now, this comes from Steve over at San Diego Sabres Radio Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth. Make sure you go check those guys out. They're doing fantastic things. They did a revisit of The Last Jedi with Kyle from Tell Me Oh, it's a great episode. And and Rob from TSW. It is. so deep into that. It's a fantastic episode. Make sure you go check those guys out. But he's got a question here for us. Okay. Hey, guys. All right. Assuming Solo, a Star Wars story, sticks to the May 25th date which all indications are it will. Mm-hmm. Sanjay has a commitment to live up to. Right. Thank you for reminding everyone, Steve. <laughs> However. Yes, thank you. <laughs> while many movie theaters support cosplay during these special times, many do not allow helmets, masks, or things that cover your face. Now, he's in the States here. So, how does Sanjay meet his requirements to dress up as true without being able to wear a headpiece? Feel free to consult with Corey, our boy, over at Tumbling Saber, the master of loopholes with a Z. But don't let Sanjay wiggle out of this one on a technicality. Oh, don't you worry. <laughs> hey, there will be no wiggling. The only thing wiggling will be my tail. Wait, does Chewie have a tail? I don't think so. No. Well, he will in this one. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be having so much fun cosplaying. I feel like I don't want to be alone. I mean, Solo, there's a lot of characters in Solo that you two... May also dress up as. I'm, I'm super curious as who's Troy and I should be. <laughs> well, Walk you know. Do you think I can pull up a cape? Absolutely. You just grow your mustache <laughs> yeah. and and the cape. Yeah. People are going to be like, what? why is Michael B. Jordan cosplaying <laughs> yeah. as Lando Calrissian? <laughs> yeah. Killmonger's not in this movie. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and Tim, Han Solo. All you got to do is dress up like every white girl in college. <laughs> That's every fair, white girl in college is, dresses like Han Solo. I don't got the hair, though. You got the black tights, the boots. The jacket. The jacket and a vest. Okay. That's yeah. Han Solo, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. Feel it. Right? So, so face paint for you? Can we do face paint? I think face paint's a way to get around that. Yeah. Or we could glue stuff to your face like, as well. Like hair? Yeah. 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 Or whiskers? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does he have whiskers? Like Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo is coming up before Solo. That'd be the perfect opportunity for me to look for a costume. Yeah, you might be able to rent one from someone. Or maybe I can make one. <laughs> I can make one. I'm very handy. Okay, you can't go the route of, the, what is it, the toys that made us from Netflix? <laughs> yeah. Throwing a brown sock Put a brown sock over yeah. <laughs> I know you've mentioned this, but... <laughs> I just need a shag carpet um a football helmet and some staples no matter no matter what you do <laughs> it's going to be a ton of fun for Troy and I. oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well don't leave me hanging i mean come on guys let's get in the spirit this could be like an everyday thing like when we go see aquaman we could all wear speedos to go see aquaman <laughs> <laughs> yeah because jason momoa is wearing a speedo <laughs> when we go see ant-man we can bring ants with us when we go see the movie. Okay, we're starting to lose Sanjay here. <laughs> Steve, we promise we're not let Sanjay wiggle out of this one on a pure technicality. If they ask him to remove his head, he can remove his head. And, you know, come on, the Twitterati. Get on these two <laughs> to join me in cosplaying. I, I, if we get support, okay, let's say, what if, okay, if we get, say, how many listens or how many retweets would it take for you two to dress up with me? Like 500 or 100 an episode? If we make 125? Be quite a bit because we don't want to take away from your loss here. No. <laughs> no. But you Although don't Troy to... will look sweet. Right? 
I, I agree. <laughs> it's more the effort that we're going to have to put yeah. into it. Yeah, you know. So I, I, I don't do things half-assed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. got to be all in, you know. Yeah, uh, you just need the mustache. Yeah. Remember that mustache? Cold 45. We'll see. We'll... <laughs> At your discretion, I'm probably going to regret this. Whatever you think. If you can get anything retweeted or liked 500 times, yeah. I have no problem dressing up like Han Solo. Yeah. Okay, you hear and, and you're going to... I'll be Lando slash... Well, I wasn't going to say Lando for you. That's oh, kind of okay. like oh, you would just second. assume you're Lando. Where, where, where are we going with this one? Man? I was going to assume you were... Woody Harrelson? No, who's the girl? Oh, count me out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just kidding. Okay, hey, Lando and Han over here are going to join me, Chewie. Okay, if you okay. get if you get 500 likes or retweets... Yep. Boom. Boom. Then you I will dress it. up like Han Solo. Yeah. Down. Come in. Okay. Let's do Come it, in. people. Okay. That keep going. I'm so, going to make 500 fake uh, Twitter accounts and get all the porn bots <laughs> all to retweet. Bots. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just gonna, You're yeah. pretty good at that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they follow me. <laughs> Early Sunday tweets were quite heavily favored by porn bots. <laughs> don't know why. <laughs> Goes right into your browser history. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, thank oh, you very man, much, Steve. Oh, porn showing up again. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Steve, for sending us that in and reminding everybody about Sanjay's commitment. Now yes. he's dragged us into it a little bit here, mm-hmm. but I'm okay with that. So make sure you go check out Steve in the San Diego Sabres radio podcast as well. All right, guys, our last listener question comes from our boy, Brad. Oh. So here's his question. I did not want to put this on Twitter as I feel it is a heavy spoiler territory, but now that you've seen it is the heart-shaped herb the soul stone and the reason that infinity war shows the scenes in wakanda that was my thought while watching the movie but it wasn't clearly stated during the film thanks keep on podcasting so this is a discussion that we kind of had before the film mm-hmm. and i speculated that we we're going to see the infinity stone the soul stone within this the heart of wakanda i referred it to and we got the heart-shaped herb so what are your guys' thoughts on there being some relationship between vibranium and an infinity stone and consequentially the heart-shaped herb? Well, I guess going to spoilers, obviously, right? Yeah, definitely yeah. spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's tough to pull because I think the ship has sailed. If they didn't touch on it in the movie already, I I don't see them going off of Wakanda in um in the in the next film in Infinity War, but it would make the sense. It makes sense though, right? I there, mean, there has to what, be an Infinity Stone there. Yeah, because what it does too, like the healing properties of what it does and the soul gems. So yeah. you, you would kind of think it goes hand in hand. Does does it take away at all? Do you think from Black Panther if they retcon in the Soul Stone, the whole story, but the heart shaped herb, the vibranium, the importance of that to that whole story, that big a little bit because it kind of rides off of that, right? Yeah, so it's just gonna say, oh yeah, it's the Soul Stone that does everything. Exactly. Does, yeah. does that take away yeah. for you, or does it really matter? Maybe. Um, well, I guess, yeah, that kind of would take away from it, but there has to be a way around it where they can have their cake and eat it, too. Mm-hmm. Like It could be something, because I believe in the beginning of the movie, they mention a meteorite yep. that crashes. Yeah. So maybe that meteorite ain't a meteorite, but an infinity stone. There's something in the middle. like they, Yeah. As they're mining the vibranium, the properties of the vibranium, the radiation, is what powers Black Panther, yeah. powers the city and all that. But in the middle, while they were mining, there was an Infinity Stone stuck in the middle of it. Right. And so it doesn't really have any implications for the Black Panther film itself, but it's something they just never really talked about. It's there. They know it's there, mm-hmm. but they mined it out. Yeah. I think that that's probably the direction that they may go. 
Because I don't want them to take anything away from the Black Panther, That's just Panther film. Or yeah. it could be like a decorative piece, like maybe like the first Black Panther and have his costume like a like a root like a gem on his crown or something. Or in the neck piece. Yeah, so yeah. it's there in Wakanda, but it's not contributing to the advancement of Wakanda. It's kind of mm-hmm. just like a decorative like a monument of some sort. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, like like an Egyptian tomb or something. Right. So that'd be kind of cool. See, and I like that idea if they set that up in the film. But I yeah. really like that idea a lot, actually. But I feel like because we passed the movie already, it's it's going to have to happen. Obviously, it is going to happen in Infinity War. But I feel like it's going to be something maybe just outside of that or else they would have given us a little hint of that, at least in a post credit scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the one thing, the assumption that we're making from all this, and Brad's making the same leap that I've made, is that we see Wakanda quite heavily featured in the trailer. So yeah. there's an assumption that they're there for a reason. The Outriders are there some of the children of Thanos are there for a reason. There's a big battle happening there. Could it just be that they've taken some of the Infinity Stones to Wakanda? Like in a desperate attempt to get them away from Thanos, they've said, look, we can take them to Wakanda. They have a big army there. We can, because it seems to be a point, at least in the film, where a lot of the heroes have come back together. Yeah. You mm-hmm. see like War Machine, Falcon, the Hulkbusters in there. Yeah. So there's a lot of characters that at least in part seem to be slightly disaggregated throughout the other portions of the film, but they've all come together within this part. So maybe they're making a last stand. They're trying to protect what it's probably not the test rack because Loki gives that to Thanos in right. there, but are they protecting vision, the mind stone in some way? So I, I don't really know. Maybe that's that we're making that leap that we need the soul stone, but maybe it's somewhere else. You see, and it might just be, cause I feel like why we see Wakanda so much in the, in the trailer and at least probably in the movie is just because I think they're earth's best defense yeah. apart from the Avengers, mm-hmm. right. from what they established in uh, black Panther itself, because every other movie we haven't really seen a line of defense. They've kind of hinted at something in, um, Iron Man 2, when Hammer was working on all those other armored yeah. mm-hmm. wars, Iron Man kind of stuff going on, but it didn't really take off. So I feel like apart from that, it's been Black Panther where we've seen, well, these warriors can throw down, they can hold their own, and yeah. they can join forces with the Avengers. Yeah. It's going to be an awesome battle. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. going to be like, if Transformers was a good movie, it'll be like that. <laughs> Not to knock the Transformers, like, but you know what I mean? Like, but knock it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like the first one, but yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, it'll be... Um, well, I like I like all of them. I'm, I'm not lying, but uh, it'll be like that. Like you know, like a well thought out plot. They're built towards it, and the action will be like Michael Bay esque on steroids. I, I can't not. wait for it. <laughs> can't wait for it. It is going to be an incredible battle. Yes. <laughs> and that, that's an interesting thing. I think going into the film, when we do a bit of a prelude, this is a point I'm going to probably hit on again because I think that there is something more there, and I agree with you, Brad. So that's more or less our thoughts on that. We'll see as we get a bit closer to. The film itself. We only got a couple months, guys. Is Brad going to fly in and watch this film with us? What? Yeah, Brad, come on. Come on. Come yeah. on back. Uh, this only happens once every few months. <laughs> that we no, get this, is a, this is a once-in-a-lifetime event. Yeah, man. Oh, this, yeah. This film, where I don't even think when we get out of the back end of it, Avengers 4, I guess, maybe is the pinnacle, but this seems to be that 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 point at what we've been building towards is the fight with Thanos. Yes. Are you a little bit worried because in movie franchises, the third is typically the least favorite you know spider-man 3 toy story 3 was awesome it was good. i guess yeah toy story 3 but you I, know what i mean like i don't i don't think that applies with the mcu yeah because it's not really like a trilogy no they're not and ending anything no they're not ending anything and this is the culmination film right this is everything's built into this for the last 10 yeah. years i'm not worried at all about this film so this is a great great segue we're gonna go from talking a little bit about black panther the plot here into its box office this thing 
is performing unbelievably well. Last week we reported that in its opening weekend, it's at $192 million. The actual, the corrected after estimates was $202 million. That's only That's $5 million shy of the Avengers opening weekend. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. Like, I think it's only the fifth to do over $200 million in its opening weekend as well. Wow. This, this is performing like, or better than an Avengers film to a degree. It's performing yeah. much better than Last Jedi even. And it's a standalone. Standalone. Like, this is just one hero. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like, do you think, do you think, like, did you ever think this would happen? No, because no. even you look at the second weekend here, it pulled in $111 million in its second weekend. This is the second largest second weekend of all time, only behind The Force Awakens, which did $149 million in its second weekend. The Avengers, which is third, did $103 million in its second weekend. Wow. This is doing, this is on pace to overtake Avengers as the top film. And trying to have to, to vocalize a retraction here. We laughed directly at you when you yeah you you, did. you made yeah. the question about it overtaking Avengers. We said no a, a hard no. <laughs> but now when you look at this thing, it's told domestic call as of this recording. I believe this is Sunday's number is four hundred and three million dollars. <laughs> That's in its second weekend. Civil War did four hundred eight. Iron Man did four hundred nine in their total runs That's domestically. Insane. This thing's going to overtake it by probably tonight or tomorrow. Black Panther will have done more domestically than both of those films. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. It's crazy. Wakanda forever, man. Because yeah. like, I heard a number out there in its four days of opening, it already made more than Justice League did in its 91 yep. days. Wow. Like, that's y- are you kidding me? Like, that's crazy. Black Panther against Justice League? Yeah. Like, wow. So <laughs> I can't believe it, man. Has it opened in China yet? I do. I want to say no because it's done about seven hundred million dollars worldwide. Worldwide, that's scary if it hasn't even hit China yet. Yeah, yeah, billion is gonna fall. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, definitely, hundred percent. Yeah. And you just look at its pacing here. I'm just looking at boxofficemojo.com. It's eleven day total, four hundred eleven million dollars, which puts it at Sunday. And you compare that to Last Jedi's eleven day total, three hundred ninety five million dollars. So it's outpacing the Last Jedi right now. Wow. You look at it compared to Age of Ultron, four hundred eleven million dollars for an eleven day total. Age of Ultron. 318 it's doing a it's done a hundred million dollars more business in the first 11 days than age of ultron did <laughs> that's insane and like the crazy part is black panther was in civil war yeah with spider-man and that was like the first time we're seeing black panther the first time we're seeing spider-man and this has already surpassed the total of civil war yep yeah which had iron man and cap in it as well and also surpassed homecoming Spider- Spider-Man, exactly. <laughs> yeah like those two were big hits coming out of that film but man there's a lot going for this movie and word of mouth has just been killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It, it, it shows how powerful good word of mouth is. Yeah. I've had a lot of people even at work again, that this is almost the Star Wars thing that I see. People go to it because they feel it's an event style film. Yeah. Same way people go to Avengers films. People are going to Black Panther like it's an event style of film. Yeah. And that's just pure word of mouth. People are loving this. Yeah, it's yeah. great. And I, you know, it's cool. Shout out to uh, Ryan Coogler, the director of the film. Because I saw he wrote a nice little message. Yes. or right, You saw that letter on Instagram, I think I saw it on. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so cool. And we don't get things like that often, really. So, um, man, just hats off to the whole team out there and what they've done with this film, this property. I just can't wait to see more in this world. I mean, I love the MCU as it is, right? Mm-hmm. But to see what they've done with Black Panther and the, the foundation they built from Civil War and then now with this film, I just can't wait for for part two i'm surprised they haven't even announced part two yet this is crazy oh, like, yeah. we're getting it oh, oh sure. for sure 100 yeah 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I got to ask here. We, we, we vocalize our retraction. Troy, yep. do you think this will pass Avengers $623 million domestic haul? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with it, man. I'm going to say it's going to pass Avengers. Yeah, I, I'm I ride that wave. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to pass it as well. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be the top MCU film in this first phase three. It's, yeah. it's Infinity War... It's, it's I'm, I'm having a hard time saying Infinity War is going to do better than Black Panther because yeah, it has tough. to be doing incredibly well. Yeah. Like will Infinity War like if Black Panther opens to two hundred two, what is Infinity War open to? Yeah, it's it's crazy because it, I don't think it'll still get the audience of what like Infinity War is going to make huge numbers. Is but... it going to is it will overtake the Force Awakens two hundred forty eight two hundred forty nine opening weekend? That's tough. Like, do you get a fifty million dollar bump still from Black Panther for Infinity War? Because that's that's what they're you, yeah. you have to expect that, don't yeah. you? But I like, just but some of the people that I know that went to see Black Panther aren't gonna see the cosmic, you know. Is Infinity your mom gonna War. go to no, Infinity no, War? No, no, exactly. Like yeah. that right there, she she won't go to it. No, yeah. right. Just but she's, she's gone to this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's gonna be interesting to watch. I know, right? Yeah. See, this is why I think Black Panther might actually outgross Infinity War is the competition that Infinity War has mm-hmm. because. Two weeks after it opens, you got Deadpool too. That's gonna eat up screens, and then I think three three weeks after you got Solo. Yep, which is gonna eat up even more screens. Yeah. So that's why I'm kind of you know it's crazy to say, but Black Panther may end up as the highest grossing superhero film of all time. It you're probably not too far off yeah. the mark there. The only thing that has a chance at this point. Of really making a dent in it is Infinity yeah. War. Yeah. Like Avengers is still going to stand up there as it, it's going to be probably relatively tight. Yeah. But if it's this close already, like we thought Age of Ultron was going to come close. We thought Civil War was going to play yeah. the same way. Yeah. And we're two weeks in and it's overtaken that. Like, like this movie, <laughs> even if it slows down 50% each subsequent week, you're still looking at $500 million before the middle of next week. Yeah. I mean, right? Or close to it, maybe not quite that much, but close yeah. to that. Well, most but like really positive uh, blockbusters have legs of like two and a half, three times your opening weekend. This has already doubled its opening weekend. So, I mean, the legs on this is going to be fantastic. It might even do like four times, which is 800 million, which it just, is it's not, not insane. And it's, it's not going to run into anything. Like, what's the next big event style film? Uh, your movie, Wrinkle in Time. Wrinkle in That's Time. That's the next... Nah. which it's is like, a disney film so maybe they're gonna push it back to no save but it. it's still you'll get i have wrinkling time in the the fantasy box office fantasy there but to me you're still not going to yank a ton of the audience away no. No. you're getting your second third viewers going into black panther still but then you're also getting the lagging people that are said oh, okay i have to see black panther just haven't made time for it yeah mm-hmm. right so even if this drops another 50 percent, it puts you over age of ultron's 459 but by the end of by next Sunday, like yeah. it, 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 this is insane, and I, I love it. It deserves every oh, yeah. absolutely accolade it's gotten, every dime it's making. This thing, this movie's incredible. Get yeah. out there and see this. Absolutely, it's nice to see. I mean, I'm I was so sick of everyone, all the like people on the internet that like hate comic book movies being like, oh, I have superhero fatigue. Yeah. You know, this is just a phase. It's gonna it's gonna end soon. Yeah. After this, are you kidding me? Every like studio now is gonna be like, we have to do more superhero films. This is just pumping it up. And, you know, people are like, as a DC fan, this is great to see because now Warner Brothers has reason to stick with 
the DC universe instead of being like, well, forget it. We're just going to do more Harry Potter films. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Well, the, the key learning, I think, coming out of this is good writer, good director, someone's close to the source material. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Coogler, he did Fruva Station, he did Creed, and now he has and may have one of the biggest films of all time on his hands. And it's not like he was handed an Avengers film to do, which no. comes in with a built-in audience. Yeah. Like, this is a brand new character that has, yes, a fan base with us, but the wider audience... Their exposure was Civil War yeah, and some of the comic books that they've been doing recently. But up until two, three weeks ago, Black Panther still wasn't a household name. Yeah. Household yeah. name now. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. for sure. And, and I think it's, it comes down to um, executive interference. I think this film, it looks like Coogler was just given the keys and yep. he went to town. Obviously, Faggy had input. Of course, you have a great cast. You have... Michael B's an up-and-coming guy. He's, he's pretty big. So you have a good cast at, and Lapita Nyong'o oh, as yeah. well. Forrest Whitaker, you know, Angela mm-hmm. Bassett. The, the cast in here is so good. And it's like, you know, like DC, like you, you got to kind of learn, learn from this. Um, These guys all want to be on set. Ben Affleck coming into Justice League, we're hearing this guy doesn't even want to be there. You yeah. know, like that ripple effect. So um, I, I love what the superhero films are doing right now. They're giving us variety. And even going back to Logan, it wasn't really my favorite. I mean, mm-hmm. clearly I just mentioned that. But again, it, it took liberties of what they're doing with that property and they changed up the game a little bit like we have more diverse stories going on in this world of uh, superhero films and i think mm-hmm. it's so cool what they're doing and james mangold like loves the property that he's working with like these mm-hmm. directors want to do this stuff they're mm-hmm. they're just as much nerds as we are you know working on this stuff i, I will say like patty jenkins with wonder woman was kind of the same it's thing the same effect. Yeah, exactly because yeah. she grew up wonder woman fan and she fought tooth and nail with the warner brother execs who seem to not know what they're doing yeah and gave us a good film so you're absolutely right yeah. You know, you need directors and writers that love the source material and are fans, you know. It it makes a big difference. You can see on screen. For sure. And and then in turn, you get the box. (laughs) That's the thing. If you have a good comic book movie, it will make the money. There's very few really good comic book movies that have failed box office wise. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of one right now that like really like missed the mark box office wise, but... If it's good, the fanboys will show up. The Watchmen, community. maybe? Yeah, and yeah Steel, but that was like a while ago. Yeah. Man, Man of Steel, Steel didn't hit the money they wanted. It wasn't bad money, but it yeah. wasn't what they wanted for a Superman reboot that was meant to launch their new universe off of the Nolan mm-hmm. world, right? Yeah. To, to be fair, like Superman, um, Man of Steel had like a tough competition. It was in the summer. Yeah. I think Monsters University was the week after. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like it definitely, if you look at a Superman reboot and you see it only did 291, you're like, oh, that's crazy. Considering that Iron Man did like 400 mil. Yeah. That's I mean, again, like, that comes down to DC, right? They, yeah. they should have known better. They should have like moved it or something. I, I yeah. don't, I, yeah, it, it's, that might be the one, but I can't think of any, that's like, what, six, seven years ago now? Yeah, 13, 2013, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's five years. Yeah, five now. years. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, you, you look at the box office for a film like, like I, I'm not going to kick Justice League around too much here, but <laughs> yeah. there was a, a fan reaction to Batman vs. Superman that was reflected directly in the numbers. Mm-hmm. So you don't have a free pass anymore to say, here's a superhero film or comic book film or whatever, even Transformers, all those yeah. franchises are, are suffering because... Mm-hmm. People are tired of subpar films. Just throwing something at a screen and saying, please come and watch this. We'll make a billion or two dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. Transformers has been. Yeah. And now they have to re- retool all of that. And they've gone through, a, I would say, a similar process within comic book movies. But they've come to a realization that the people want quality. They don't just want a direct adaptation of some storyline that doesn't really make sense. It doesn't fit into anything. Mm-hmm. They want a good film yeah. on top of being exposed and immersed within a comic book universe. Yeah, it's yeah. diminishing returns. You go back to the Spider-Man franchise, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, after part three, 
it was going downhill. They gave us the Amazing Spider-Man reboot and Amazing Spider-Man 2. Nobody was feeling it. And then they brought life back into it with giving us good stories mm-hmm. of Spider-Man with the MCU. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking about Marvel stories here. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marvel Comics has announced a planned reboot in 2018. Now, this reboot is promising new creative teams, new series, and more. It will kick off with new number ones, but will also be maintaining the legacy issue counts as they've gone back to. So, this would be dual numbering. Now... This sounds very familiar. New creative teams, new series, and more. We are promised a status quo shift, change, and a back to basics with Marvel Legacy. Now, we are six, eight months into that or so, and we're getting a new reboot. (laughs) How do you guys feel? (laughs) I can feel the tension in the room. All right. How do you guys feel about Marvel rebooting? Now, if you look at the image here, they are... Going back to what appears to be your classic heroes, Thor Odinson seems to be back. We've got Spider-Man front and center looking looking pretty good. Black Panther, Iron Man, Steve Rogers, Avengers number one, which comes out the same or right before actually Infinity War, promises to bring back the big three and revamp and pull together all of these sporadic Avengers titles into a single issue, a single Avengers run. We've got Venom number one announced, Black Panther number one announced, and Thor number one announced with new creative teams. So, again, coming back to that, what do you guys think of the reboot? Well, as someone who's the only one at this table who doesn't read Marvel on a regular basis, a reboot is supposed to bring in new readers, uh, breathe new life, new excitement into the brand. Unfortunately for me, this does none of that. Um it still seems like it's going to be convoluted continuity. It seems like they're just rebooting for a sales bump. Um, it doesn't make sense to me that they wouldn't just say, screw it, we're going full reboot, New 52 style, and we're giving you uh, comics. They could even set it in like the 60s or something, or maybe like the 70s or 80s. They don't have to set it in today's society, but give me something that's a little bit easier to digest, something that... You know, I can go sit down and read from the beginning and not have to like be confused about like why is this or why was Thor a woman but now is back to being Thor, the Chris Hemsworth looking Thor that you see <laughs> in the movies. You know, like would, would you would you pick up a comic? Would you pick up a Marvel comic if they absolutely went back if, to zero give you zero issues? If they went like we're characters. doing Marvel New Fifty Two, yeah, just like DC, I would All absolutely stories. I would pick up X Men. Absolutely, I love the X Men. I'd pick up Spider Man. You know, I'd probably pick up Avengers and I'd probably pick up like a solo hero. I'd yes. probably dive in. I'm not going to lie. But it's just what's stopping me is so the X-Men, there's an X-Men blue and X-Men gold. Which team do I choose? You know, and, and the, red two now. And red, red two yeah. now. So I think I'm, my impression <laughs> from that, from just the Avengers number one description is that they're taking everything and pulling it back down to what we had thought legacy was going to yeah. be not 54 or 55 issues of, of different comic books with yeah. six Avengers titles and three or four X-Men titles. They seem to be coming back and and pulling the creative teams into into these single issues. And realistically, you look at what they've announced here, Avengers number one, Venom number one, Black Panther, and Thor. Those are the last four films that are on people's minds, yeah. really, right? Those are characters people are immediately familiar with, with yeah. Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers upcoming here, and Venom's on the docket for, for Sony here later on in the year. 
So things people are familiar with. And the thing that's got me a bit excited for this is I'm not super thrilled that they're going through another reboot, but Legacy in itself wasn't a reboot. It was, it was, it was just a renumbering to, I think, advantageously take advantage (laughs) 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 of the 150 guardians, the 700, uh, Captain America, the 800, yeah, Spider Man. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you're going to see a lot of these comics hitting these milestones. Take advantage of that because to me, when you look at those numbers, that deters people more than anything. Is high numbers. I think we yeah. love them as comic book yeah, readers. That's true. But if you if you come to the comic book shop and you're like, ooh, like Guardians 149. Yeah. I can't. I I don't even know where to start with this. Yeah. Like I can't go to one. And yeah. so people don't don't quite get that. Yeah. And with a Infinity War coming out, this is another big jumping on point, right? People are going to go from Infinity War and, and turn to the comic book shops and say, maybe I should start reading comic books because I really like this universe. Yeah. Where do I go? Oh, Avengers number one? Yeah. I'm down. Right. So that, that seems to be what, what they're doing. So it's just like you said, it's a bit of a sales bump to bring new people in. And the stories themselves, like you look at the characters here, like Thor's got a gold arm with a gold hammer. Yeah. So it's gonna have built-in continuity already so Mm -hmm. it's not going to be probably an ideal jumping on point but at the same time you get into it you start reading everyone's gotta start somewhere you're gonna be starting here at least with what they're doing with the status quo you're familiar with and then you add on miles morales miss marvel here deadpool so it's all characters that are are prevalent in the film universe and we're getting this miles morales later on in the year you see doc strange we're getting what looks to be bruce banner hulk back Captain Marvel here, Venom, like a lot of these characters taking center stage, even the Defenders, you've got Punisher in here. So it's all characters people are familiar with. They're just trying to provide an avenue in. So I'm not thrilled about it, but I'm not going to stop reading Marvel comics because of it. <laughs> like it's, it's, I've come to expect, like, I think Troy, you mentioned this in the past, it's kind of like seasons. Yeah, yeah, it, it is seasons, but these, these seasons are <laughs> playing themselves out. Here. You know, because my thing is, is they announced the legacy line i was like this is cool and they're going back to the renumbering i thought that was kind of cool because they tried doing the issue ones every six months or nine months and mm-hmm. it wasn't really doing anything you know it wasn't really getting new audiences i don't think it was um and the other thing is is like i feel like we were gonna get the big three back off of legacy i felt like where we got thor and cap well we did get cap back yeah didn't really get iron man back i think it's still pretty much really they're on the hunt for mm-hmm. tony you know, so that's kind of weird. And then uh, Thor is still Jane Foster. She's, spoilers, it's not happened yet, but they already announced she is going to die. Yeah. Um, well, spoilers. <laughs> they've announced oh. it. It's been going on for like... <laughs> that, that was the one I wanted to get into. <laughs> I know, Jane Foster. <laughs> they, they, uh, yeah, they've announced it for like a while. It's been happening for like a year. But <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, and then we're getting the original Odin's son back, which is which is cool. But I'm just, it's, it's playing itself out. What intrigues me the most is we're getting new writers. You know, Dan Slott is moving away from Spidey and he's going to take on Iron Man. Mm-hmm. That excites me. That's kind of cool. Changing up the writers. We got um, Aaron now. Doing, Jason Aaron's doing Avengers. That's and huge. He's going back to Thor too. That's, see, and if you just announced that, for, like, I guess yeah. for me, you know, as like, we love the comics, we read it already. We know that. Like, that excites me. It's not changing up the numbers, you know. Avengers, like I just mentioned, I just got 673. Now we're going back to issue one. Um, like, for me, could you not wait a while? I mean, DC... New 52, what was it? Five years? Seven years? Five years, yeah. See, like, They gave us 52 okay. issues, yeah. And, and, and it's a reboot, but it's kind of kind of a, a jumping point. Mm-hmm. This isn't even a clean reboot. We're still getting the same characters from the 616 that we had off of uh, Secret Wars and all that kind of stuff. 
So it's, I don't get how the... still confusing. It's still confusing. I'm reading Spider-Man right now, and I'm still confused of how Miles <laughs> works in this world. It's really crazy. So um, for me, I don't know. I, I guess it's like they kind of cheaped out because we're getting like what you mentioned, like the high issue numbers, but we're still getting like the new jumping in point numbers. Yeah. So that's like best of both worlds, yeah. I guess. And, and eventually they could probably even just get rid of the sub number and go into like the bigger number. Yeah. I, I, I guess. So... I don't know. It's it's just getting a little tiring with the the reboots, the relaunches. I just want good storytelling, yeah. You know, across the board, really. Yeah. So. The the one thing that excites me here is that they're pulling a lot of titles together. Yeah. We don't need five Avengers titles. We have five X Men, five Avengers. Uh, we had Astonishing yeah. Avengers at once, or Uncanny, Uncanny Avengers, and then you've got you got the Unity the team, A-Force, you got the new Avengers. Ultimates. Yeah, you got all kinds of stuff here. <laughs> yeah. But it, is that because like twenty years ago you could have one Avengers book? But now that like they've created all these new characters, all these new villains, heroes, that the roster has just gotten too large that you kind of need to either call it down, like get rid of some, or maybe like splinter off and have like two separate Marvel universes where characters A, B, C are in this one and characters D, E, F. They tried it kind of, they did the Ultimate Universe back in 2000, right? Which was like a modern telling. But basically once that story kind of got caught up to where we are with the 616 world didn't really make sense to have them both no kind of going on but like what they time. could do is like say like okay like this is our earth you know but then they say like this other earth here is like a similar earth but it's in peril so like you send like 30 heroes to like earth b i'm using like dc terms here but <laughs> you, you send them to earth b and then you have like two books and they kind of like are like pillars and they don't like intersect and that way you know, you cut down the hero so like you're like, oh, I read Marvel Gold and I read Marvel Silver or whatever. But what if you read Cap in the six one six, but yeah. the Cap is in the, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's gonna it'd be hard to do that and it'd be a bit more confusing. I think what they've run into is they have this catalog of characters now that they've wanted to prop up, like your Miss Marvels, which are great, your Miles Morales, and so they need to make room for that new generation of characters. Yeah. But a lot of people, especially us, want to still read or Tony Stark, or Bruce Banner, or yeah. Cap, and all that. So it's finding this this fine, or it's walking this fine line, and this this big balancing act between your legacy readers and trying to bring new people on by having relatable characters, teenage characters, like the champions and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, they've been doing this for five, six decades. Yeah. So it's, it's nothing new to them about introducing new characters. And having them get their own jumping on points. But what they need to do is just focus a bit more. Would you be down with just rebooting it? Like Marvel's never just done a clean never. sweep. Like that would be kind of exciting. Like I feel like a chance with Secret Wars. Like the world or the catalyst. The world was done. Yeah. And it just restarts. I, you know, it yeah. would be immensely exciting. Ballsy as hell. To see where they go with Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Yeah. But how, how do you go, and I guess DC would be the example of this. Mm-hmm. How do you go in a race stories like the winter soldier arc and superior spider-man you know what i mean yeah. like there's yeah. like some of the stuff that bendis did with daredevil and in i don't know civil war secret invasion like there's a lot of great stories how do you do that without wanting to retell or rehash yeah the same stories well, you kind of do a thing where it's like like that that world's done we are obviously always have those stories but that world that we know it as 616 is destroyed it's gone it existed but it's gone and mm-hmm. there's like point a let's not say the ultimate universe but another world you have the mcu world even over here which is like pretty much for everybody the grand audience yeah. is focused on the mcu yeah and then you have let's say planet 
C over here. So planet A would be 616. <laughs> planet B would be the MCU. And then planet C would be this new world where we're getting a new new retelling of all these characters. So, and, I would dig it. And and planet A is done. But we remember those stories, but they're gone. Yeah. Well, well, you could, could you do something where in, in, in your description there, planet A, 616, yeah. they just stop telling stories. Yeah. And they shift. They do this for a couple of years, see how it goes. And if nothing works, they just shift back and pick those stories oh, right back cool. up. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be really cool. And so then there's this huge gap. Like, what happened on Planet A? Yeah. yeah. yeah what, what's, what's gone on in the last two years here? Love so it. that that's something you could just pause that. So you're not yes. wiping continuity out. You're not trying to bridge anything. Let's just try a reboot for a little while. Yeah. And if it doesn't go so well, we can just kind of do what we did with the Ultimate Universe and shove it around, so, destroy yeah. it, whatever, and then just pick up these stories with our original characters. And you could even start, what you'd probably see is something running slightly in parallel. Yeah. yeah. Right? And yeah. so that I'd be I'd be totally down for something like that. Just a complete reboot, a yeah. New 52 style reboot. Yeah. I'm down. So cool. I don't think we'll ever get that with, with Marvel, personally, but yeah. we'll see. We'll you see. would if sales dropped off. Like if, if they disappeared. Yeah, well, like if like, because I think Marvel is still number one. Yeah, they're still selling DC. Yeah, but yeah. it's not the number Star Wars really helps. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like all those books, the Vader books, Star yeah. Wars books. Like all the, the they're often line. within the top ten, three or four of those books. Yeah. yeah. And so it's not it's not the Marvel proper that's propping them up. It's the Star Wars comics. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's a huge cut of their uh, oh, definitely. sales. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like if DC were to overtake, if like Image were to overtake Marvel, Marvel dropped down to number three, I think then you'd oh, yeah. see them go like, okay, we need drastic something measures. drastic measures. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do something. Yeah. Let's buy DC. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of which, DC is something we haven't talked about in, in quite a while. We, we need like a it. segment like yeah. Batman v Superman news. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about it again. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> <Go> rejoice. <laughs> oh, surprise, surprise. The nerd room's talking about Batman versus Superman. <laughs> All right, so let, let's let's jump into it here. Wonder Woman 2. This thing, it's happening. Of course it's happening. We had a great outing with Wonder Woman 1 last year. Mm-hmm. And we got some information here about the villain. It's being rumored that Cheetah is going to be the big bad for Wonder Woman 2. Now, some big names have been tossed out there, Emma Stone being one of them, and Charlie Theron being the other. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Cheetah? I have, I have zero, zero context for who this <laughs> character is, but I like both of these names that are associated with the character. Yeah, Cheetah is pretty much Wonder Woman's main villainess, I would say. She's kind of like... she's so, kind of like the Venom, eh? Yeah, yeah. Or Not like the, the Goblin, but the Venom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so she had, I think she's, uh, her friend, like she's Diana Prince's friend. Um, and she was doing this like research. She's an archeologist and she finds this like, um, sacred artifact. And then it's like, um, like it's owned by like the, like a God. And then the God like possesses the body of her friend and she becomes this evil spirit known as a cheetah. So she's like half human, half cheetah, but she's got like godlike abilities so she's a good match to go up against Wonder Woman. Uh, she fought the Justice League in the New 52 run. She actually took down Superman for a while, Cheetah. So she'd go toe-to-toe with Wonder Woman. And some of the actresses that they're throwing out here are terrific actresses. Uh, Emma Stone, Charlize Theron. Either one. Charlize Theron worked with uh, Patty Jenkins. And Patty Jenkins actually helped her win the Oscar. Yeah, Monster. In Monster. So I think that would be a terrific pairing. And if DC was smart, what they would do is... At the end of Wonder Woman 2, they don't kill off Cheetah, they imprison her, and then the Suicide Squad gets a hold of her and brings her in and brings in Black Manta from Aquaman and brings them into Suicide Squad 2 or 3 to really bolster that lineup with some A-listers. I like where you're going with um, the casting. I totally agree with you 
with Charlie Theron, and and then you get her coming back with Patty Jenkins. I think that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Emma uh, Stones. Gwen Stacy is what you're yeah. going to see. Well, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, because we haven't seen. She doesn't have like she's she's sassy, but she's not fierce. At least mm-hmm. I haven't seen that. And Cheetah needs to be like Charlie Theron. She needs to be like um, oh, yeah. Furioso. Almost, yeah, you know, like just you need an imposing character on film to go toe to toe with Gal Gadot. For sure. Mm-hmm. Especially with what we've seen from Gal Gadot in the last three yeah. films. Yeah. So I yeah. think that'd be, I still want her to be uh, Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel. Um, Charlie Theron, but that's all, that's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, this, this, this news is okay. I just, I'm still shaking on where we're going with the DC universe. Like mm-hmm. we, I, we're going to get to it, but we have other movies that are coming down that we don't know where they fit in this world. But obviously Wonder Woman 2 was a must. It's, it's pretty much oh, guaranteed, yeah. right? It's, it's the best and well-received film that they've given us. hundred yeah. percent. Right. They're going to isolate this franchise for a while until yeah. they figure out what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're going to stay, I think we discussed it in the past, like in the eighties or wherever. Yeah. This is supposed to take place in the eighties during yeah. the cold war. And she has to fight Soviet soldiers. Yeah. So they're going to isolate this until they get their shit figured out elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. And I'm fine with it. Like, I think it's cool. I think going head to head with a, a female is going to be awesome too. It's the mm-hmm. first time we see a female-led superhero going head to head with a female villain. Yeah, Ooh. which is really cool. That's something different here. Again, pushing the boundaries of the genre itself. Mm-hmm. I love that, and I'm excited. I, you know, I really like Wonder Woman one. I wasn't a huge fan of the villain, yeah. and hopefully here we get something that, like a Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger, yeah. is a great villain that gets good development, a good backstory, and can carry the film itself in the absence of a Wonder Woman. Well, yeah, I hope they give us some good villains again because, you know, Man of Steel, they, they, they were on the right step. They, they mm-hmm. gave us Zod, you know, by... Um, Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Awesome. Yeah. He awesome. was great, and I thought they were on the right track, and then they lost their way. So hopefully they can get back to the yeah. right villains here. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking about villains... All right. Joker origin film. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. Well, he this was a rumor that he was eyed to yeah. star as the Joker in like this 80 Gotham's film. Now, he's come out today i think and said he has no idea what anyone's talking about right yeah <laughs> it's a character yeah already yeah. <laughs> so is this is this the scorsese yeah so scorsese isn't directing it it's he's producing it and the guy who directed hangover one wow uh, todd, todd phillips yeah todd phillips todd phillips is set to helm this that's interesting choice. yeah interesting yeah. choice um this will not take place with the dc extended universe uh, this is like a one-off film. It's kind of like an Elseworlds story where they can tell different stories without, um, you know, interfering with DC proper, as you will. And DC comic books has been doing this for years. The thing that excites me about the Elseworlds story is I'm really holding out hope that Michael Keaton and Linda Carter come back and they do a Kingdom Come story. As like older versions <laughs> of Wonder Woman <laughs> and Batman because oh, that would be man. terrific. That's and crazy. And maybe Brandon Ralph. Yeah, Flash is uh, the act that played the Flash. In the 90s. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I'm excited for it. Of course, uh, Joker is, in my opinion, the best villain. Heath Ledger gave the best performance. Uh, Jared Leto gave an incomplete performance. I'll say. Yeah, pirate You know, is, is it time to leave the Joker alone for a little bit? Like we we've had our attempt with Leto, we've had the definitive version of it with mm-hmm. Ledger and Nicholson. I'd say Ledger Marzo. Yeah. But we've had a numerous iterations here. And it's one of those characters that it's always going to be hard because you're going to be compared against Heath Ledger. It's like doing solo and being compared against Harrison Ford. Yeah. Right? You're never going to get away from that direct comparison. 
And we've seen the crazy, kooky Riddler-like Joker in Jack Nicholson. We've seen the really dark Heath Ledger Joker. And we've seen the swashbuckling pirate Joker (laughs) in Leno. (laughs) So where do you go with this character that makes it interesting, intriguing, and makes people want to see more of it? Like, I don't know what else you can do other than make the character look or feel a lot more like Heath Ledger's Joker. Like, that's the only direction you can really go, I think, to resonate with a larger audience again. It has to be really dark. Yeah, see, this one was kind of funny for me because um, it kind of has the taste of, like, the Venom film where it's like, mm-hmm. you're getting a Venom film, but is Spider-Man in this? You know, you're, you're getting a Joker film, but is Batman in this? And you're right. like, they should be in it. I think Walking Phoenix is brilliant to mm-hmm. do this role, though. I'm like, whoa, that, I didn't see that coming because... This makes sense if he's connected to it because remember for the longest time he was rumored to be uh, Stephen Strange. Yeah. But oh. he didn't want to commit to the MCU scheduling. But a one and done like this mm-hmm. would be way more pleasing for him to do. So I think he, he's probably going to take this role and I, and I hope he does. But that's what really has me excited mostly for this film. But I want I want Batman at some point in this film. It's obviously going to be some kind of an origin story. You can kind of do maybe like a killing joke. Oh yeah, kind of thing, absolutely. But in like in reverse, almost in the, or, or in his perspective, which would be uh, kind, kind of cool. interesting. He would have to yeah. don the makeup. You like you couldn't. You could do a movie without him doing the makeup, but I think fans would be disappointed. Well, even if you did like Joker Red Hood, and this is when he's oh, the Red Hood, yeah. like, you could totally go. That would be great. He's the original Red Hood mm-hmm. in the yeah. comics. That'd be kind of cool. And he was the comedian, then mm-hmm. went Red Hood gang, and then became Joker, and then. You know, you get that night when he's there in um, what's the the labs? Oh, uh, Ace Ace Chemicals. Ace Chemicals. Yeah. And then Batman's there, and then boom, the movie ends, and you're just like, and that's yeah. it. And we never come back to it. Yeah, like, shoot, it's, it's kind of cool, know? but yeah, yeah you, I, I really like the idea, but you're yeah. again niche audience. That, that, that's true, right? That's, yeah. You you leave it there with just at Ace Chemicals and Batman and him. Yeah, we all know where that's going, <laughs> but yeah. everyone's gonna be like, okay, you Wait. know, once part two come <laughs> yeah. out with with yeah. the Joker with yeah. the makeup and stuff, it's a little like, Skywalker moment, Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. People are gonna be looking for more, so it's yeah. gonna feel like an incomplete film. That's true. Where I can appreciate it, can be coming from the Killing Joke end exactly. of things. Yeah. They just gonna end it, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's appropriate there and it's one of the best graphic novels of all, of time. all time yeah and we can appreciate that but i'm not sure major audiences audience. or like big audiences are gonna gonna appreciate that in the same way we will this could be something where like marvel had a bunch of movies when they're first starting out like punisher where the uh budget was like 10 million 15 million what if you say if the budget for this is 20 million it probably doesn't need like very much special effects 20 25 million they could easily recoup that just on the name alone. So, you know, it's something where it wouldn't appeal and make like Black Panther money. But if it did, say, Man of Steel money, they just like they're laughing at the bank yeah. because it only costs like 30 million. That's true. Yeah, I see it's, what you're saying. It's yeah. an avenue for them to go down as low budget films that pull in $100 million, but only cost $20 million to make $20 million to promote. So you're That's doubling true. up your investment yeah. and you're getting some of these characters out there. And leaving them wanting more of these one-off films yeah. mm-hmm. where then maybe the DCU could be like, we don't need it. We can just keep doing these one-offs. Yeah. And people well, are obviously craving it. That's where DC's had their most success. You look at Batman 89, yeah. Christopher Reeve, Superman, The Dark Knight was like a one-off film. So like, those, you know, those have been, you know, their biggest hits. Yeah. The, the connected universe has been the one where the audiences haven't connected to it. As opposed to like, everyone loves Batman 89. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. Batman Returns, like Michael Keaton's Batman is still like talked about like Love we're it. talking about him today oh yeah <laughs> always will <laughs> now lastly here for our dc news aquaman they tested 
some of the film and people are or they tested audiences against the film and people are really enjoying this thing yeah so the some of the thoughts here is a mix of final fantasy and naboo from the stars prequels <laughs> the action is apparently really good some of the best in the dc extended universe and james wan apparently he's delivered big here yeah this has to excite you sanjay absolutely i mean it's definitely a lot better than some of the news we've been hearing about the dc universe for the last since it started (laughs) uh yeah i'm excited uh i really believe in james wan i'm a big horror guy and saw one was incredible so good he started that whole saw thing he did insidious he did conjuring He did like Annabelle. So this guy's been on the pulse. You know, the Conjuring universe is probably the second best connected universe going right now in terms of fan opinion. Good call. So he's, you know, he knows how to make a connected universe. He did a Fast and Furious movie. He took that franchise, which was kind of just middling in the middle and turned into a billion dollar hit. Which one did he do? Uh... Five or six? The one, the last one with Paul Walker. Oh, seven. Yeah. Seven. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Oh, that's, I love that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like he can do action, he can do horror. So hopefully he brings this and hopefully, you know, the Aquaman, the supporting cast is terrific. You got Nicole Kidman, uh, you got William Defoe, who's just been nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. So Lundgren. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. You got uh Ivan Drago himself, mm-hmm. Mr. Expendable. So <laughs> <laughs> And the uh, news coming out that they changed the character. So his character uh, used to be a love interest of Mira, Aquaman's wife. Um but now and then they were kind of like a love triangle, but now it's come out that he's going to play her father instead, so they're revamping the character. Hope they're reshooting it because that's gonna be some awkward scenes. Like, it's very games of Th- Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, in the co- in the comics, he was a love interest, but in the movie from the beginning, he's gonna be the dad. No, well, it's it's exciting to get yeah. positive word of mouth because we've seen what that has done for Black Panther, and if it's not gonna do Black Panther money, but if it does, what Black Panther's done up until today i'll be super excited <laughs> like if it does 400 mil and 700 mil worldwide every aquaman fan in the world is going to rejoice yeah. well, i'll if... start talking to fishes myself <laughs> <laughs> would you stop eating fish though <laughs> no protein right? yeah. <laughs> no that's good stuff I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to this november right uh december december Just yes six, yeah. yeah troy what are your thoughts uh yeah, i'm not really excited at all I, I should be right but in the past i've been I've been lied to from the dc executives i think it was yeah. bbs they gave it a standing ovation and they should and then justice league they they said it's unwatchable and i actually like justice league <laughs> bbs so i don't know who to trust here so um, yeah i'm just gonna hold on tight I'm hoping the best. I did like Jason Momoa from Justice League, and I wanted more. Mm-hmm. I love the director, like you mentioned. I do like yeah. the cast, and I'm excited to get back to this world. Well, we've never really been to this world, but I was going to compare it to Naboo, like what you said. I love, ever since I was a kid and I saw what they did with Naboo in this underworld, underwater world, I've mm-hmm. always wanted to see that, but done even better. So what better place to do it than Aquaman? Yeah, we've never really gone underwater in superhero films. <laughs> <laughs> James Wan has come out and said that uh, it won't be any uh, oxygen bubbles like in Justice League. He said people will just talk normally underwater. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Need to see it. Need Absol- proof of concept. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Definitely. And rumor is we're getting a trailer in a couple weeks. Ooh, exciting. Really? Yeah, yeah. with uh, WonderCon. Oh, I can't wait to see Rock and Roll Star. Yeah, man. Shaking that <laughs> in hair. In front of it, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, we got to, like, because I threw out a bet. We got to do a bet here. What Are if, you sure you want to do a bet right now? No, I'm saying you guys. What if Aquaman, what if it gets a passing grade? What if it gets certified fresh and raw tomatoes? 
Will you guys like take oh. me out to Red Lobster or? Well, I'm rooting for DC as much as you are, so I mean, I, I, I <laughs> no, hope so. Just this guy Troy or Tim. Uh, if if Aquaman does great, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna like buy I'll me some fish? Twice. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna cook me fish, some shrimps? I'll, I'll take you for a seafood meal wow. of my choosing. I'm kind of concerned here. <laughs> I'm just trying to avoid the. Uh, let's go have surf and turf. <laughs> no, I'll I'll pay for dinner if Aquaman does what certified fresh. Sure, let's say certified fresh. What's the certified fresh again? Uh, sixty. Sixty percent oh, on our channel. That's critic score. <laughs> that's critic score. Yeah, audience score is a little different. Not, not a real high bar. Yeah, not really at all. There. I'm down. I, yeah. I like making these bets. So yeah, cool. we're oh, gonna like make so many bets that we'll forget. Like, well, we're not forgetting the Wookiee ones. So. <laughs> if Black Panther does this, you gotta ride a panther into Black Panther two. <laughs> now we're getting intense. <laughs> all right, guys. Before we do a little bit of talk on New York Toy Fair and what's come out there, I just wanted to briefly touch on a one bit of Star Wars news that did drop. There's all kinds of stuff. Mark Hamill got a star on the Walk of Fame, which yes. is awesome. We're plowing into the Oscars here, and hopefully John Williams gets that Oscar. So we're gonna revisit a lot of that stuff here in the next coming weeks with Star Wars. But Solo, we're getting a few tie-in comics and books. They actually announced about 23 or 26 tie-in books running from everything from the visual guide straight through to the novelization of solo itself but i just want to touch on three of the main releases here now these are the three main releases that we usually get just before the films and that's a novel a young reader's novel and a comic book first of all here lando double or nothing coming may 30th so the first wednesday after solo drops this is a prelude to that film, and it's going into a bit of backstory of Lando and L3, the little droid he's with in the Millennium Falcon in the trailer. And I have to tell you, I'm pretty excited about this. Yeah, I'm down. And you know what? I just thought about it. I don't know why it didn't cross my mind in the first place, but are we going to get Lobot at some point? I would assume right? so. That, that, in like, this film? I would think so. Maybe yeah. a meeting or an yeah. interaction. Like He was a big part of that Charles Soule Lando run that right. we had, the five-issue miniseries. Uh, that was one of the first out of the gates for Marvel Comics. Yeah. And he's he's in, he's tied intimately to that character yeah. in Empire Strikes Back. So like you don't see him in, in return, but I would yeah. think that we get a little bit of backstory there. For sure. Cool. Well, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to check that out. I, I mean, I say this, I really do want to get back into the novels of Star Wars. So what better place to do it with, with uh, Lando? Yeah, definitely. Now, now, the novels here, we've got The Last Shot, which comes out April 17th. 2018 and the nice thing about this is it's a nice big thick novel but it spans three eras of star wars and tells three different stories that involves han and lando so the first one is lando and l3 the the droid again in the events before solo so sometime around the comic book as well we've got a han chewy story that takes place between solo and a new hope but has santa solo or santa staros from the comic books so we're gonna get a little bit of background there on what would have been his fake wife in the yeah. comic books. So it's pretty cool. And we get a post-Return of the Jedi story with Han, Leia, Ben Solo, and Lando. So pretty cool that we're getting quite a few stories here spanning a wide spectrum of Star Wars eras. I'm really, really excited about the post-Return of the Jedi oh, story. That's huge. I think everybody is. That's a must-have. You yeah. have to grab this one because they've been um, holding back quite a bit on that gap between episode six and... And seven, obviously. So now that we get a chance to have a little sneak peek of, of a young Ben, yeah. you know, oh man, I can't wait to see them. Just to see them all as a family because we've never seen them together. Um, 
going into Bloodlines, they're already separated. Yeah. Han's kind of doing his thing, but he's there with Leia a little bit, and Ben's already off with uh, with Luke. Yeah. So this is a great opportunity to see what's, uh, what the Solo family's like. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And the last one here is the young reader novels. We always get these with the Bazin shirt. I think it's something similar to that. Yeah. We got the, the Before the Awakening with the Resistance story with Finn, Ray, and Poe. Right. And this one is about a young, younger Han Solo and Kira and what they're doing on Corellia kind of before the film, I'm assuming. So this might be a bit more in line with that race scene that we see at the start in the trailer. Okay. They might be a bit younger there, maybe expanding a bit on that era of Solo. So well before what we're probably going to see as the main bulk part of the story that mm-hmm. we're going to get in the film. So it's pretty cool. I, I like all these these different novels we're getting. And lastly, the, the novelization of Solo itself, we got kind of a timeline here. So Delray Books has a beautiful time scale that they do for all their books. They've got the movie slotted in there. And this looks like it's taking place before the events of Rebels, before the events of Thrawn as well. So kind of right in the middle of the, the reign of the Empire. So when was Thrawn then? Thrawn, I can't remember. There, there, I'm sure there's a, a timing on this, but it's not the start at least in the comic book here is right out of the clone wars oh because you still got clone troopers oh. in this book that he interacts with early on so we could this could possibly be just like after episode three it's in between lords of the sith and thrawn because lords of the sith is like i want to say four or five years after episode three yeah so it's in between, oh, so it is between okay so it's between five years after revenge of the sith yeah. and five years before a new hope so it's in that kind of 10-year time one. gap. Rogue One, yes. Yeah, that's the one that comes before it now. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. true. Okay, that's, that's, that's cool. See, and, and I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because I was worried. I was like doing this movie and he's, I at least at the time, I thought he was so close to this age of Harrison Ford in episode four. I thought it was like a five-year gap, which I was like, this is weird. Why only go five years back? But now this makes sense. It's more like a 10-year gap. Yes, yeah, somewhere so like 25, in there. Yeah, yeah. So me, yeah, it's hard yeah. to peg age. I, I'm a, I gotta assume 23. Yeah, something, yeah, like, something that, like that, which may put it about 10 years. Right, which is cool because that gives that character a chance to grow more so into that Harrison yeah. Ford. Or this is why he's not so much like the solo we know. Yeah, and they don't have to answer every question in the no, film either, right? No. They can say, yeah, here's a few things. Here's why the Falcon looks the way it does now. Here's the relationship with Lando, but we don't have to get into Boba Fett or Jabba or anything like that. Right. If we if they don't want to in the film, yeah, because right? Boba would actually be pretty young then at this yeah. point. Yeah, he wouldn't be. Yeah, if you look at Revenge of the Sith, yeah. Yeah, because in Clone Wars, he's a, he's a kid. Yeah, pretty much still. So yeah, yeah. Dude. So you're gonna be picking any of these up, guys? Most wanted, anything like that? I, I'm picking up the. I'm picking up everything but the young readers. I don't yeah. really do the the young readers ones, but I'll pick up the other two. Any interest, Sanjay? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll lend you the Lando comic book series when it's done. Ooh. I kind of want to read this Darth Vader. You gotta get into that, man. I know it's only eleven issues in. Yeah. No. Is there a trade? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely yeah, chapters for like one, right? twelve, fifteen bucks. Oh really? Yeah, you can get the. Oh, I may be overstepping there, but it, it's got to be close. And the first five issues are incredible. All right, solid all right. man. Yeah, get into. Okay, it. I'm gonna get into Darth. Do it. Nice, nice. <laughs> Come to the dark side. I was always in the dark side. I know. You I always think the Empire you was were right. Always you <laughs> were always right. <laughs> the Empire did nothing wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So we've spent a lot of this episode discussing comic books and other nerd news. And one of the big things that happened a couple of weeks ago, right alongside Black Panther actually, was New York Toy Fair. So this is usually the big reveal fair 
for most toy companies. Hasbro in particular here usually drops a lot of information and reveals for the first time a lot of new figures that we can expect in the coming months. And this year was no different. And I think we, we need to kick it off with Star Wars here. We we're oh, just yeah. talking about Solo there. We've talked in previous episodes about the four new figures that are coming with the Solo wave there with the range trooper Solo himself, Kira, the rocker looking girl. <laughs> Lando looks awesome. But we got a little insight as to what we're going to see alongside and in subsequent waves of the Black Series, the Six Inch Black Series. And coming out of The Last Jedi, we're still short a few characters here. And one that we're getting is Admiral Holdo. We're getting some droids and we're getting some porgs. Now, do you think we needed an Admiral Holdo figure? Uh, that's Admiral Holdo. I forget their Purple name. Purple hair. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Lord Dern. The girl from uh, Jurassic Park. Yes. You know what? I'll, I... Because I've never I've never been the big a porg guy, so if we're getting porg action figures in the Black Series, then I definitely think we should get her. Especially because, as much as a fan, I what even though I wasn't much of a fan of Last Jedi, I love her scene when she takes out yeah. The, um, what's the ship? It's um all the I forgot Kylo Ren's ship or um Snoke the ship. Supreme or something the, like the, that. The, 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 supremacy. supremacy. Yeah, yes. I love that. I love how she took that out. I thought that yeah. was so cool. So just for that alone, give her own action figure for yeah. sure. I, I I think so, and it, it looks good. I really like what they did with her uh, yeah. figure. So the hair looks great. Yeah, hair looks soft good. goods looks good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird sentence, but <laughs> now they're also throwing back to the original trilogy. We're getting a Gamorrean guard, so the big pig looking dudes oh, from yeah. Jabba's palace. Yeah. They look awesome. We're getting a Rebel Trooper from Rogue One and a New Hope from the Tent of Four. So we've, we've seen them in, well, you're probably most familiar with them, actually, the ones running away and getting destroyed by Vader. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, of yes, course. Yes, there you go. There you go. We're getting Zuckus finally filling out the Bounty Hunter line from Empire Strikes Back. So we're getting Forlom was announced last year, and now we're getting Zuckus. Dengar is dropping, I think, as a Walmart exclusive this year, in the past, we've got IG-88 and Boss. We're going to have that whole line filled out, which I'm really, really excited about. We're getting a Hoth Leia as well, which looks fantastic. Yes. The face sculpt. How much has that improved from even the the vintage collection or the vintage card back 6-inch black series oh, yeah, 40th they, anniversary? They, they reworked that one, too. Yeah, but this one looks yeah. even better. This looks so good. Yeah, Hasbro keeps stepping it up with the technology here and... This looks just like a miniature Battlefront 2 toy. I think yes. it's Battlefront 2 when we see her. Um, and as well, Hoth. No, she looks good. And also, it looks like we got Lando in the background there too. Yeah, from so those Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, we're just looking at some images yeah. here. You are right in his disguise, his Jabba's Palace yeah. disguise. So that was announced uh, maybe San Diego or something like that. Oh, okay. But right. we should see that in the upcoming way. So again, lots of Lando. I finally found the Lando figure yes. from Empire. Yeah, this is our Return of the Jedi Lando here as well. Yeah. No, these, these toys look sick. I can't wait for that Leia. It looks like the best Leia, in yeah. my opinion. So I uh, can't wait. I think that's, for me, that completes all the Leia's because I have her from Episode Four. Uh, I'm definitely gonna get this one from Hoth, and then obviously I have I also have the one from Jabba's Palace. Yeah. Do you have the Rebel? I I don't think they've made a um an Endor Leia, have they? Uh, no. No, I don't think so. With like the army fatigues and oh, the helmet. Oh no, that? that'd no. be cool. Yeah. Actually, no. Sorry, I don't have Jabba's Palace. I have 
the bounty hunter gear. Yeah, yeah. That's the one I have. It's Jabba's palace. Yeah. What's the other one when she's wearing like the the skimpier outfit? That's the one I don't. Oh, have. the slave Leia. Yeah, the slave Leia, which was easy at one point to get. <laughs> oh, yeah, now it's really just, hard. Yeah. We'll never see a we'll figure never... like that ever again. <laughs> 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 the thing I have to shout out here too with the Gamorrean guard, and it's the same way that they do with this uh, range trooper as well. The the soft goods. It's kind of like this fur type thing. So it's a new type of soft goods. And I really, really like how it looks. Even Zuckus 2 is looking really great with kind of this leather soft goods as well. So they're really stepping up. They're moving away from the just the pure fabric and using different types of material, which yes. I really, really like. It makes me, when I see these, it makes me want to pull them out of the package. Yes. And I just am never going to do that. <laughs> but I have this MCU shelf that I set up behind me here where I've taken all the legends out. And I, I threw it up on Twitter. So go check that out. It looks out. real good. And I love them being out and posing. And when I go to, into, into Troy's nerd room and seeing them all out and posed yeah. and just using and taking advantage of that articulation, it looks so good. So I got I got to figure something out here. Double up. Oh my God. <laughs> You're gonna have yeah, to keep your so daughter expensive. out of here. So expensive. <laughs> and the last thing I, I mentioned the droid pack, and we get a we get a, a dirty R2 here, maybe from a New Hope. I'm guessing. The trash compactor. Oh no, he wouldn't be in the trash compactor. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking maybe Tatooine. Oh yeah, he gets of course. All beat up yeah, there. Yeah, it must be. We get in the R4 or R5. Sorry, from the vintage card back, the 40th anniversary, and there's also a green. Uh, astromech here i'm not too familiar with so if someone out there knows what that is let me know yeah <laughs> in the background here you can see actually the rex was yes. released as well and i think they they announced a commander wolf as well yeah i didn't know if it is if it's wolf or if it was um fives i couldn't tell but yeah we, yeah we wolf, yeah we so mentioned it, that yeah i yeah. think it is i'm i'm almost certain it's, it's wolf but wolf yeah they look good. I think that Commander Rex there, uh, or Captain Rex, I think they redid his face from the San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. So they, they re-upped the face, which is good. Yeah, yeah. so Black Series, really exciting looks stuff good, here. Man. It looks like we're going to be getting probably three to six waves, or sorry, not three. We're getting more than three. We're probably up to six waves this year. And I like that they continue to do a mixture of characters. There's a lot of characters to go, but they're really starting to hit on with, with the Jabba's Palace stuff with the Gamoran Guard. And I love that they fill out the Bounty Hunters. So I'm super excited for what they've announced for the Black Series this year. This is something that I'm definitely going to be collecting all the way through. Troy, you're still on 100% with this? Yeah, you know, I'm, 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 I guess I'm repping the ladies here. I'm getting, I'm getting uh, Leia. I'm going to get uh, Haldo and oh, definitely Lando. Yes. You know, but I'm not, I'm not going to commit to all of them. You mentioned it to me. You broke the news that Afra is at three and three quarter, which yeah. breaks my heart, man. Like, <laughs> I, I'm all about the six inch line, and um, I just I just can't go down that path of the three and three quarter. They look great though. These three and three quarters look like six inch. Yeah. Uh, looking at Solo, looking at Ray here with uh, like the the poncho going on, they all look like they stand six inches. That's crazy. Yeah. This is this is the vintage collection that's coming out. So picking back up where they left off a couple years ago, and this is coming out in spring of this year, and they kind of revealed this in the past. It looks like they've got the second wave, which can consist of The Last Jedi Luke, a Death Trooper, a few Rays, maybe Poe in there. Definitely a Mud Trooper from Solo. It looks like we're going to get a Solo line in here as well. I don't know if this is just the normal carded back three three quarters for the Solo line or if they're actually going to go pure vintage with this or not. Right. But I'm, I'm loving the look of these. And our first wave is going to look like Supreme Leader Snoke is going to be in there, a First Order Stormtrooper, a Hoth Rebel Trooper, uh, Sergeant Jin Erso, Kylo Ren, and Rey. And I believe I didn't, I don't have it listed here, but I think Aphra is in that first wave as well. 
So in that vintage collection. And, you know, I look at this, I'm a huge fan of card art on the three and three quarter yeah. inch. I love the way these look. I, I might stay more towards the new era okay. or new characters that haven't been on these card backs before. Right. Now, I, I'm assuming that the Hoth Rebel Trooper hasn't been on the vintage card back before, but I didn't collect that line from when it originally ran five, six years ago, whenever right. it was. But I, I love that they're updating this with the Force Awakens Rogue One and the Last Jedi card backs. So I think I'm going to sink my teeth into that. But you know, you know me, guys. <laughs> I have a hard time staying away from these. So the highly articulated nature of them does frighten me a bit that they're going to be about fourteen to sixteen dollars, and that's Ooh. too much. This is going to be a pick and choose if they're that much. Yeah. If they're down around the ten dollar price point, I can see myself getting it's a nice. bit deeper. But if they're high, I'm going to have a hard time getting yeah. into any of these. But exciting stuff. Go over to uh, Toy Arc. Actually, they have a lot of really great pictures up from new york toy fair with regards to the black series and the vintage collection now sanjay yes are you gonna be picking any of these up i was actually really close to picking up a vader black series statue at toys r us is like him breaking through the door oh yes. that's that's those are the showcase yes yeah called yeah so i was like oh this looks cool maybe it's like 20 30 bucks 70 bucks yes. is it that much for those things yeah they're six inch scale aren't they yeah oh yeah if you, if you wait long enough sanjay if that's something that you want i'll keep an eye out for you yeah they will drop in half i almost guarantee it wow because like 35 dollar real man yeah i'm yeah. telling you stick to it yeah. they will Golden. drop in half all right if that thing drops down to 35 and there's not a ton of steel books coming out around that time <laughs> i will pick that up because uh, Vader's so sick. They're sitting pretty deep too. Like, oh yeah, that's why they're gonna drop. Yeah. yeah, maybe I'll just like wrap something around that nobody wants. Like, I'll <laughs> say it's like Pirates of the Caribbean or something. <laughs> <laughs> just like wrap it around and just like print out a picture and just stick it on, and then no one will pick it up. <laughs> Don't worry, no one's picking these up. No. If they're not gone already, they ain't going at this yeah. price point. So you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> and before we move off of this topic onto the last star wars from toy fair we just got to revisit again one more time this dr afra figure you know this this character is it's from the comic books and she's the first one to come out of a series that was newly introduced get her own ongoing now she's coming out into the action figure world it was the fan choice figure from i believe a year or two ago wow. I'm super excited that you know what, Troy. If if you aren't gonna spend your money on this, I'm gonna buy it for you <laughs> because this is a this is a figure I think we all need to have in yeah. our collection. Yeah. Being comic book readers, being fans of the Vader series, <laughs> it, it has to happen, man. You, you got to get into it. If I, I I promise, if I buy it for you, hopefully it doesn't lead you down the path That's of, worried about. of having to buy all of them. <laughs> but you need this figure. So here's my commitment to my boys here. I'm going to pick you up, Afra. If I can find that <laughs> Vader for 35 bucks or less, I'll pick that up for you, too. <laughs> oh, that's so generous. And if I can find something for free, I'll pick it up for you. <laughs> you know, I do love the delivery of the IMAX posters every time. I go see <laughs> yes, that's right. So we'll just call it even yeah. at that. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, Troy, what you can do is just get two of the figures and stack them on top of each other because then it's six inches. <laughs> Like the way you think. <laughs> Problem solved. You are a genius among I just why, pure peasants. Maybe down the road they'll give us a, a six inch. I'm hoping so. Because she's, she's such a popular original character in yeah. this world. I'm it would surprised. be would be justified. Because yeah. the thing that's a bit surprising about this, and I don't know if it's just because they want to prop up this vintage collection that they're going back to, mm -hmm. 
is in previous years with the Jaina Solo, the Darth Revan, yeah. who else was in the Sabine? They were all six inch series. Yeah. The, the fan choice figures. And for whatever reason, they went back to the three, three quarter inch. Like, like I said, it's probably just to prop this lineup a little yeah. bit. But I could really see them diving into an Afra. It's, it's really justified here. Yeah. Like, this is a, a fan favorite character, an original character, like yes. you said, that we have never had in any form. This right. is the first time we're getting her. So. Really awesome stuff. That's really cool. Really <laughs> now, the cool. last thing, when we're talking about price points. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's a hashtag going on called Back the Barge. And Hasbro announced a massive three and three quarter inch scale vehicle. Jabba's Sail Barge. Now this thing is four feet long. It will be the biggest vehicle they've ever created. And all they're asking of the fans is for 5,000 of us to commit to buying this. So very much like a... Um, what do I have? A Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Yeah, thank you yeah, very much. Yeah. It's something like that. You know, you would get commitment from you guys, pay us a deposit, and we'll make this thing. It's, <laughs> it's kind of cool because they've seen a lot of their vehicles linger on the shelves. Right. But where would you guys put this at a price point? A four-foot-long hunk of plastic... Don't look at the price. It's on the show. Oh, is it on there? <laughs> yeah. I'll just zoom in so it might Four foot long, long piece of plastic. Jabba sail barge. Look, the detail looks really good. Go to the uh, the new Hasbro Pulse app and you can see the concepts from Toy Fair on there. It's It's got a Jabba on there, the three and three quarter inch scale Jabba. It, it's massive. I don't know where you would put that. Like I, yeah, I got a whole, whole room dedicated to nerd yeah. and I don't have space for something <laughs> that big. So what what do you guys think this thing costs? I think well if six inch Vader was seventy bucks, this is four feet. So yeah, look how long that thing is. Yeah, Try not looking at the price. I didn't look, but if people aren't even like just hearing this, it's gonna sound really weird. When you say- <laughs> <laughs> look how long this thing is. <laughs> Don't look at the price. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a number out there. Um, five hundred bucks. Um. Three ninety nine, five hundred. It is. Holy oh, smokes. I called it. Four hundred and ninety nine dollars, oh and that's the price they're asking people to commit to by April third at midnight oh before God. making a decision to make this. And I looked on; they have a monitor on the. I think it's HasbroLab.com, and it tells you how far along they're about halfway through their their Kickstarter here with about a month wow. to go. Wow. Yeah. So back to barge. If you guys are really interested in oh, a four foot long Java sail barge, go do that. My wife looked at me and she said, Are you gonna do it? And I said, Absolutely not. <laughs> Does so, it come with any other figures? It must come with a Java that's stuck in there. Yeah. And I assume it has to come with a bit more. A bit more. It maybe yeah, you're gonna have his Deus in there. I'm not I'm not sure what it comes with, yeah. but man. Well wow. not 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 for me. Like it's gonna take a lot for this to get down to thirty five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> But with the pre-orders, they're, they're getting smart about it, right? They're yeah. not going to depend on people buying a $400, $500 Jabba sale barge yeah. anymore. They're going to make you pay for it up front. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's like that uh, G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. Oh, my cousins had that. Really? Yeah, it's worth a fortune right now. Oh, yeah, because that was like seven feet long It was humongous. What? Yeah. Where did you put that thing? <sighs> <Yeah. laughs> this yeah. whole room? <laughs> they, they had it. It was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. My, my cousin, shout out to Ace 10 Bomber. He he was 
a huge G.I. Joe collector. And still to this day, when we talk collecting, he's a big collector as well. Nice. He uh, he still talks about that, about them wow. having this massive aircraft carrier. Yeah, like it's, I don't know exactly, but I'm guessing it's like hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on eBay to get that now. Wow. So rare. So rare. <laughs> now, now the last thing we are going to talk about this evening, guys, we're going to swing over to Marvel. Now, there's a lot of things announced in the Hasbro Marvel world with regards to three and three quarter inch figures. You're getting all of the tie-ins to Infinity War. And they started to, to show what looks to be, you know, a really great line with Ant-Man and the Wasp as well. But the thing I really want to talk about here is the Marvel 10th Anniversary Legends figures. We heard rumors about those. We talked about the Cap and Crossbones figures that were rumored to be coming out with this Marvel 10th Anniversary line. And we got the full look at what this is going to be. Now, the thing that's exciting about this, there's 10 figures that spans the entirety of the MCU. These are all brand new figures that we have not seen in legends forms as of yet now some of them are hit and miss here we're going to go through them <laughs> but the first thing the boxes themselves the art on the side it all merges to be one big mcu picture That's so it's dope. really really cool again head over to toy arc they got some great pictures on this box art so what what we're going to get here from iron man number one for the Marvel Studios 10th anniversary line we're getting a two-pack of Robert Downey Jr. in full suit and a first Mark One Iron Man. <laughs> I got. I gotta know. Sanjay's over here. He's looking at photos. He's giggling away. I know what you're. What you're laughing. At. I think I know. What you're laughing at. <laughs> you think? Had your penis on his phone? <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm so mature. I thought you were laughing at the pepper pots. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the one I showed him too. Was yeah. The pepper pots. Yeah. <laughs> so we're getting that from Iron Man One. From Cap One, we're getting Red Skull, which I'm super excited about. Looks really good. It's individually packed. Iron Man 3, we're getting Mandarin Extremist, <laughs> <laughs> Extremist Pepper Pots with the Iron Man gauntlet arm okay. and a Hot Rod Iron Man. So that's just one of the forms of the Iron Man suits that we saw in the film. When we go to Thor The Dark World, we're getting a Lady Sif and a Thor from that film, which we had not seen. We didn't get any legends from Thor The Dark World. Lady Sif is sweet. Yeah, it is. It's pretty cool, actually. The Age of Ultron, we're getting a Hulkbuster and Hulk 2-pack. So that's going to be massive. From Civil War, we're getting the Cap and Crossbones that was previously discussed. From Guardians of the Galaxy, we're getting Ronin. From Avengers, we're getting the final iron man suit from that camera what mark number that is mark six maybe from avengers and from ant-man we're getting the wasp and ant-man double pack or two pack and i tell you man th- this is going to be an expensive line i'm thinking <laughs> i think the two packs are 49 dollars us so it'd be wow. 69 here wow wow but you're you're we're getting upwards of a dozen or so characters on this and I love the packaging. I love that they've gone to a place where they're doing different MCU figures, ones that we haven't gotten before. There's no real repeats in here except for maybe the Cap and the Hulk. The Hulkbuster even looks a little different than the Build-A-Figure we got. But I'm super excited about these. What are your guys' thoughts on this line, this Marvel 10th anniversary line? Yeah, they look pretty cool. Like I don't have very many Marvel figures from the MCU, if any. And this might be a good place to jump on. Some of them excite me more than others, obviously. Like the Red Skull. That yes, looks cool. that's a must. Absolutely. And you get a Captain America, pose them together. How cool would that yeah. be? Um, 
Is there going to be a Quicksilver? I don't know if you no. mentioned. No. So he, no. There's very few characters. Quicksilver's like the only one I can think of that doesn't have a legend at this point in time. Like MCU is pretty much like nailing it down now. Yeah. Full well, coverage. And they filled in a lot of gaps with this. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was kind of like, it's cool. Like the figures look pretty good. I'm totally passing on the hot rod. Iron yeah. Man and the Pepper Pots. Mandrake. <laughs> that, that's, that's the, like the worst, worst one. Yeah, that, that's just such a throwaway. Like, I'm surprised we didn't get like a cool like Hawkeye of some sort. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and a Black Widow. Like, what that makes sense to be like a dual pack, like those yeah. two. Yeah, yeah so we got it. There's a four pack Amazon exclusive for Age of Ultron that did have Hawkeye in it, had Thor and Mark Ruffalo. And I think a Tony Stark or something. Oh, I can't was remember. It, um, Fury? Was Fury in that one? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a weird, like, human pack. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of but yeah, you're right. A Hawkeye-Black Widow combo pack would have been nice as well. That would probably even, like, an Iron Man 2. Uh, it's kind of hard. Maybe the Thor. I'm, I'm not yeah. sure where you could have thrown that in. But yeah, I agree. The Thor one looks cool. I, I do like the Thor. I love the Red Skull. The Red Skull and mm-hmm. the Iron Man. Is that Iron Man 1 that we see there? The, the like, which one? The... It's uh, this one here. Well, that's from Avengers. Yeah, it's oh, like oh one, yeah, oh, definitely. That's my yeah. favorite Iron Man armor in, the, in these movies. So yeah, I'm definitely going to pick up those two. Those ones are or the standout. And I really like the Steve Rogers from Civil War with the mask too off, which is cool, but mm-hmm. I'm just not down for the double packs. I have a hard time committing to double packs or, or dual. Yeah. The hard because of the expense, right? Exactly. You're, you're looking at $69, $69 price point, yeah. which it works itself out roughly for two legends. Yeah. You're paying a bit of an uptick for that, but... Yeah, I have to agree. The, the single packs are much more attractive. Like, I even like the Ronin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To go along yeah. with the Guardians line. Because the Guardians is one of the ones that's filled out in, in Legends waves. We got both the whole sets of, of Guardians from both films. Yeah. And the only thing we're really missing is a Ronin from yeah. that. And so I'm excited to get those single packs. I wish there was a few more single packs. Yeah, exactly. Than this. Because the double packs, you look at them like, I would have, yeah, the Crossbones, I probably would have gotten a single pack. This Hulk Hulkbuster one, yeah. my fear is it's going to be upwards of like $100 Canadian. Oh, absolutely. Because wow. yeah. they're going to be huge. Yeah, because these things are like seven in, seven inches, aren't they? Or yeah, well, eight? I'm assuming it's pretty close to the Hulkbuster Build-A-Figure I got behind me here up on the shelf. Yeah. And that looks fantastic already. And I have the Hulk, so I'm probably not going to get that. My problem is I want the box art. <laughs> yeah. That's how they always get yeah. you. The, the tough ones for me are the, the Thor of the Dark World and Iron Man 3. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like... I'll probably end up diving into the Thor Lady Sif because I feel like it's going to be a peg warmer. Yeah. I'm probably going to be able to get that at a discounted price because what we're seeing right now, even that that Ego and Star-Lord, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's come down from $69 that Mary Jane and yeah, Peter Parker. Yeah, all different. Yeah. So those, those double packs, even the um, the Ragnarok Thor and um, Valkyrie, Valkyrie yeah. has come down as well. It's not still not down to where I want it to be. It's yeah, dropped about ten or fifteen bucks. But if that goes in half, I'll pick that up for sure. Mm-hmm. What's missing from me, actually, I forgot to mention, is the Killmonger dual set too. There's a Killmonger and um, Martin oh, Freeman's yeah. character with yeah. Michael B's face on it, which yeah. is oh, really? definitely gonna grab. Yeah, with wow. the dope ass hair. Yeah, he has the cool hair going on. I yeah. think he has the other mask too to go oh, with like, the, the, the one Panther that he mask. stole. No, no, not that one. That would have been oh, cool, too. Be just cool. the Black Panther mask. Oh. So the original toys out right now was just the Black Panther Killmonger. Yeah. But this one has the Michael B. face attachment. Gotcha. Along with uh, Morton Freeman's character. Cool. Yeah, that's a cool one. I'm just, yeah, can't wait to 
yeah, my hands on that. It's gonna be awesome. And yeah. there is a tenth that I'm missing here. If you look at this box art, I don't know if they're holding off or if that's the Vision and Scarlet Witch because I've got nine images here. And if you look at this this box art, there is a, an Infinity War piece to it. Okay. And that may be the Vision and Scarlet Witch that I don't have pictured here actually. So that that's the only outstanding one is Infinity War, and we do know that that two pack's coming. So and they also released the Thanos in armor. Yeah. So then we know that he's gonna rock the armor. In well, there's so there, there's right? a Toys R Us exclusive Thanos right. that I saw, which is a repaint of, of the Build a Figure. Yeah. So the comic version, I saw that at Walmart the other stacked deep. Oh. But it's like thirty five dollars or something. So I'm not even gonna touch no. that. It's, it's the exact a, same. It's the exact same. It's more vibrant colors, more like Jim Starling colors. Oh, okay. Mm. I'm a big fan of Thanos. I don't really like how it looks. No. So yeah. that's a Walmart exclusive. So you should be able to see that on the pegs soon. There's like 15 of them. Does he come with a gauntlet? He does have the gauntlet on, oh, which sorry, is pretty cool. I got to get a Black Panther now. I got that guy. Just <laughs> put that gauntlet yeah. on that Panther. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. No, this is exciting line. Uh, you know, Toy Fair, they, that's kind of a quick summary of it all. But those are some of the big things we're going to see from Hasbro, particularly in our areas of focus with the Black Series and Marvel Legends as well. We've got the Hot Toys. I oh, don't yeah. have anything in here, but yeah. it, maybe we'll talk about those a little bit later on yeah. when, when we get the delivery <laughs> of the first nerd room yeah well not mine but troy's nerd room <laughs> hot toy for sure i'm excited to see what maybe we're going to get announced from infinity war if we're going to get a full proper thanos i, I may oh may yeah. dip my toe into that with the gauntlet i want to armored up though yeah definitely i don't want the bald thanos and hot toy <laughs> the farmer but, thanos yes but we will see <laughs> <laughs> exciting times guys we are pushing up on almost two hours here so i want to wrap this guy up but that was a lot of news, guys. And that was a ton of fun discussing all of this. Loved I it. always love Toy yeah. Fair and the drops we get here. And catching back up on DC, going through the listener questions, and giving our boy Kevin Smith a, a yes. well wishes here. Mm-hmm. So again, from all of us here, Kevin Smith, get better. Yeah, speedy recovery, man. Yes, yeah. definitely. And you know what? We've got a lot to continue to cover going forward. We've got rumors, some trailers coming up here. We're going to catch up on some of the comic books that we haven't read but want to discuss in a little bit more detail. And we're looking for you guys, too. If you guys want to throw questions our way the same way Grabs and the other guys are, Make sure to hit us up at thenerdrm at gmail.com. You can always comment on our Facebook or YouTube pages. You can send us a comment directly through our website, thenerdroom.net. Just click contact, go through there. It'll send us an email directly. And you can always hit us up on Twitter, our handles that are at the end of the episode. So, gentlemen, you know, that was, that was a busy night. That was a lot to get through. <laughs> a Pretty dense episode, oh, yeah. but ton of fun. So, oh, yeah. Make sure that you guys go and listen to Star Wars Commonwealth here as, as we're kind of plugging everything. StarWarsCommonwealth.com is rolling, rocking and rolling. And you can catch all of our episodes are uploaded directly to there. So if you want to use that as a player as well, you can. Um, I'm just going to plug something of oh, mine. Yes, definitely. While we're here, while we have all the listeners, I started shooting some movie collecting update videos. Um, I posted one for my trip to Vegas and my pickup since I've been back from Vegas. And I give a little bit detour of my blockbuster at in my basement. So check that out. It's on our YouTube channel, uh, the Nerd Room Podcast. I think you yep. can find it through there. Yep. Um, and I have another one that I've shot. I'm still working through some technological difficulties with YouTube right now on my computer. But that'll be another one coming up shortly. So I hope to have it up this week. And you can check my Twitter um, when it's posted. Yes, nice definitely. And we'll be retweeting them too. Thank so. you. Yeah. Yeah, check that out. Definitely. The last one was great. Fantastic. Oh, thank I lo- you. love nipping through it. It's hard to have an appreciation for 
Sanjay's movie collection until you see it. Oh, it's yeah. absolutely incredible. <laughs> Just go and check out his video there on YouTube. Yeah, like he said, search the Nerd Room Podcast on YouTube. Yeah. And you know what? I think it's time to wrap this thing up. Wrap it up? Yeah. <laughs> I know where you want to go with that, and I'm going to cut you off before we get there. So until next week, guys, for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. And thank you for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay, on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, and Sanjabi. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts in the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Skyrim Podcast, and San Diego Sabers. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SW Commonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.